Damn, but I will say, the second I said hot dogs, y'all fucking judged me. <laughs> oh god, did you lose your goddamn mind? I'm either gonna drink to be happy or drink to be sad, but either way, we're drinking. I'm gonna drink. I'll take you guys to New Jersey as a matter. What's up, people? Welcome back to the podcast. It is Sunday. I've been busy. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, I didn't post it on Friday. We're supposed to post this one on Friday, and I didn't get a chance to. I've been uh, out, fucking out and about, and I've only had like an hour or so at the house, so I didn't really get a chance to. It takes a little longer to uh, put the podcast together. So some of you saw it live on Thursday. Uh, yeah, the Facebook live thing is, you know, it's just a, a little extra. I mean, uh, you know, I get people want to see it and, you know, which is cool. So, um, I'll still be doing that. And I'm, like I said, I'm going to be doing it from the a few deep page. So it won't be on my personal page anymore. I'm going to be live streaming. So a lot of people won't be catching it right off the bat. Cause you might not be aware of it. So you need to head over to that page and subscribe or like a few deep on my page, you know, uh, so you can get the updates of when it actually is going to go live. I'll post on mine, you know, my personal one when I'll go live, but, uh, for the most part, you know, you'll, you'll find out through the, a few deep page. Uh, anyway, so my guest on Friday or, uh, sorry, Thursday night was my friend Daniel Plankenhorn from, uh, uh, I met him at the bar at the Rose, uh, super nice guy. He's a, like a trainer, not a trainer, he's uh, he's like a traveler, but he likes to train a lot. He was training for like a triathlon that then he kind of got like a little ill, and so he kind of stopped doing that, but he's like, he just likes to train for things, and he's not, you know, you'll listen on the podcast, he said he's not really a fan of uh, competition, so he just likes the training part of the aspect, of just getting in shape and to train for it, but... Sometimes not actually doing the thing, uh, which I, I like. I, I relate to that. I, I like to just, you know, be in shape and train. But it's good to have goals. It's good to set yourself up for something and try it, even if you don't complete the task or whatever. You know, it's not you're not failing. At least you tried, motherfucker. You tried. Uh, anyway, it's a lovely uh, sunny day here in East Palo Alto, California. And uh, I'm a bit hungover, so, you know, I'm kind of powering through that right now, I get a headache, I was out last night, although, you know, Laura was out with me, but she had to work super early, so I think she only got like, fucking like a couple hours of sleep, two hours maybe at the most, so she's gonna be sleeping all day when she gets home, anyway, um, so yeah, this is the first round, uh, so enjoy, but before we get into the actual podcast, uh, I want to tell you about our sponsors, all in the details. Now, this is only in New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. Sorry. You know, I got friends all over. They, they supporting. So I got to I gotta support them. And all in the details is a detailing car company. <clears throat> uh, small, uh, small local business in that community. And they do a fantastic job of cleaning your car. Are you, you know, tired of all... It's winter time's coming. Winter's coming. I can't say it right, but winter's coming. Uh, so, you know, you want to get all that shit out of your car. You know, you want to get, you know, coffee stains and, you know, you get that smell, that fucking terrible, you know. 
they will detail your car down. You know, it'll look like new. It'll smell new. You know, you'll you'll have you know riding around with the windows up come winter time, especially over there with the snow and shit. You know, you want to get that inside detailed. Get that carpet shampooed. You know, get all those mats sprayed out and those wrappers and lunch shit that you got to eat in your car if you're one of those kind of people that like you're on the go. Uh. They have all kinds of packages, you know, affordable prices. So you want to head over to uh, njpadetailing.com and or go on the facebook.com slash allinthedetailspa or check out some of their awesome work. You can see some pictures of uh, that stuff on Instagram, which is uh, allinthedetails slash p or instagram.com slash allinthedetailspa. Ah, okay. So yeah, check that out. Um, uh, check out some of their work and uh, give those boys a, a call, message them, and they'll uh, they'll they'll hook you up. Uh, if you mention this podcast, I believe it's still going that you will get uh, free carpet shampoo. So I mean, anything's you get some for free. Fuck, and I'll take it, dude. I'll take it. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy round one, and then uh, we'll you know I'll probably talk more a little in the. Uh, the music, I'll, uh, I gotta find a song, so, uh, while you're listening to round one, I'm gonna be looking for a song, so enjoy that, and, uh, yeah, so this is the first round with Daniel. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. My f- guest today is my friend Daniel Plankenhorn. Did I get that right? Plankenhorn? Exactly. All right. I always remember your last name when I had, you know, cards and shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, dude. I appreciate it. I'm always looking for interesting people and, you know, good friends to hang with and drink and, you know, bullshit about stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Uh, First for me, so I don't know uh, the first thing about podcasts, but I'm 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 eager to learn. There's nothing to it. <laughs> There's just drinking and fucking talking, and I'm good at that. It's the same shit, just headphones on and mic- <laughs> and my microphones in your face. It may be yeah. a camera or two, but yeah. So uh, all right, well let's let's crack this beer so we can get started. Uh, this one is uh, the Lustero uh, Double IPA. 8% by Omnipolo. You know Omnipolo? No, haven't a clue. There is a, they're distributed by in Brooklyn by 12%, but they're in Stockholm, I believe, but this one is in Boston. So they got some some out of country stuff, but this one I believe was it says brewed in uh Boston. So should be uh should be interesting. So let's uh, let's crack this out. Did you say Sweden? Well, it's supposed to be. I think the brewery, like the original Omnipolo, is from Stockholm. Oh, I've been to Sweden. Yeah. In fact, I'm thinking about going back. Oh, right. Cheers. How long? Cheers, man. How long has it been uh, since you've been to Sweden? Oh, jeez. Um, uh, been a long time. Thirty-five beers, maybe. Um, say thirty-five beers. 
yeah, years. <laughs> it's part of beer. Now there's been many, many more beers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I think I was a freshman at college. Okay. Spent a summer there racing kayaks and uh, traveling around and staying at canoe clubs. And, um, I remember the Vietnam War was just ending, so that must have been 74. 74? I don't know. But some Swedes, uh, they said, hey, well, if you want to skip out, man, we got a place for you. So they were offering me like a uh, sanctuary, essentially. Yeah. And I didn't think I needed it because the war was winding down. I wasn't registered for the draft. And, but it was weird, weird times. That was a weird time. Yeah. What was it? So did you, did you head over there? I was racing kayaks, so... Uh, like during college? Is that Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I, when I was a so kid... So you, you were in college, but you... So, you weren't, so if you're in college, you weren't... You don't... You don't have to be registered for the draft, right? Well, back then, uh, I think it, as soon as you turned 18, you had to register. Mm. And I said... You know, Actually, I think I had to anyway, too. Yeah. And I, and I, I was supposed to, but I said, fuck you. I yeah. didn't do it. <laughs> fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah. I was going to resist. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking... My, you know, but the war was winding down, so I wasn't real, real concerned. But uh, and then, so that was the so you spent the, the that year. So the Vietnam ended, and then you spent that year in uh, in just in Sweden for the whole year. No, I was just there during the summer during the oh, just the canoe racing season. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was in college, so I was you know flew over there, you know, and spent the whole summer there, and yeah. came back and actually raced nationals here in the fall. Did you uh did you go to college in your home state or Yeah, Indiana, so, Indiana. Indiana University. Cool. A lot of good uh kayaks and boat racing out there. Or, I'm guessing a lot of outdoors uh Well, it's interesting. There's lots of lakes and rivers. Yeah. Throughout the Midwest and there's this kind of this grassroots canoe thing and I started out as a kid, you know, maybe 13, 14 with my brother. Yeah. And we just started paddling and doing trips and then we started racing. We got better at it, and uh, my brother, by the way, is two-time Olympian. No way, <laughs> canoeing. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't figure it out. I was always better than him. So. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> yeah. It's like, how do you work that one? <laughs> now no. he was very dedicated, and you know, it's it's hard work. No, definitely Olympian. Hard work. Uh, a lot of uh, sacrifice, and that's probably why you push- didn't achieve that level. Yeah. That night, I didn't really enjoy competition that much it always made me real nervous yeah they say the best athletes are the ones that can revel in that that feeling you know of, of like un- winning or of uncertainty right okay. before the race you know it's like use that energy yeah i always had to like go crap a few times and you know yeah <laughs> i was so nervous yeah no totally <laughs> i've been in some pretty big races and and the, the bigger the race the more nerves mm. you know not being able to sleep at night before the race you know just being total uh <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that, I can imagine any of that, like, uh, that real big pressure, like, on, to, for a big event, just to being like, fuck, it's, Well, the thing was, is I like the sport, I mean, the purity of it, the being on the water, and developing the technique, and being good at it. I and, like that. And then the travel, and the camaraderie, um, love that part, but then when it came down to the actual racing, yeah. I... I I didn't want to lose, actually, or make a fool of myself, or kind of thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so I was totally. always nervous. I'd fuck up. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I like it. I like being physical, so that wasn't. I wanted to avoid that kind of a thing, but uh, the competition. Yeah. It just got steeper and steeper, and 
Yeah. Harder and eventually I quit. So is that, did you? How far did you go? What was like your your max? That you um, I was on the junior world championship team. I raced in Europe and um, and I also was on the Pan American team and okay. the national team a couple of times. Like oh, this. nice. Um, so you had, yeah. a, you had a big, pretty big. It, it career literally in uh, that. canoeing that literally got me off the farm from Indiana. Yeah, I, it was funny that you know we started paddling in Indiana. And eventually, once I started to be good at it, I made teams and got to travel. You know, and then, did you have a lot of friends like that actually would paddle in Indiana? Like, did you get like? No, we'd go at other places and paddle. In fact, that we'd yeah. travel. We'd leave Indiana. Once you got went to training camps or wherever you went. you know. Like yeah. I, I spent a summer in Sweden training. That's right, right. essentially why I went. Yeah, because I wanted I wanted to, you know, if I was going to train somewhere, I might as well train in a nice place and there's good competition there. You know, they really yeah. love it and they have lots of really beautiful you know lakes and the club houses are right on. We stayed in club. My friend and I stayed in the clubhouses and people were really great in Sweden. Um, they would like. Take us around. Every time we'd have a race, be like a, on a weekend. Yeah, we get handed off to like the next uh, club, and we go stay at their club for a while. And oh, train. that's awesome! So it's like house hopping. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. and, we, and uh, they liked it because we were like new blood. You know, we brought mm-hmm. the competition, and you know, got to race in the Swedish nationals. I was like eighth. Oh, jeez, that's pretty <laughs> awesome! Yeah, it was the biggest kayak race I ever was in. I, it was a huge race. Oh, wow, so well, many how many people. how many people are boats? I, I think it was like sixty people in the junior race that I was in what, the what? five kilometer. Were, were there more people in one boat, or is just one person per boat? This was single. It's just single. Yeah. Okay. There was a huge number of people. Yeah. So eighth out of like sixty or so, or yeah. hard, right? That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I could have done better. I had a shitty boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I didn't have my own boat, so right, right, whenever yeah, I'd show like up places, I was there. like, I'd get whatever. Can I borrow your boat, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah I'd take the, it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to take whatever I get. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Uh, it, did you go with your did your brother go over with you? Or, no, no. Just, yeah, I had a, a friend of mine that um, we're training partners, and um, we, we like to travel together. And uh, yeah, we just we started looking at where we wanted to go. If we're going to train, you know, find a place nice. Yeah, and we looked at a lot of different spots, like even Norway, and and that was when it was still communist. Um, East Europe was still communist. We wrote to some. Of the uh, East German or East European, like East Germany, and yeah, I remember riding to Hungary, uh, Hungary and Bulgaria and places like that to see if I could come over there and race with them. And yeah, I got some nice letters that said, "No, nah, we can't spend any time with you." <laughs> you oh, know, we got geez, to, yeah, yeah. That would have been really because I had, uh, actually I when I was a junior, um, I raced in the the junior world championships that were in Poland. Okay, and that was a real interesting experience because I got to travel behind the Iron Curtain. The, the, the yeah. Berlin Wall was still still in, still up. Yeah, in fact, the, the team we arrived in West Berlin and then got on a train and went from West Berlin train station to East Berlin and we went over the the actual wall. Over the wall, and yeah. there was guard towers and the dogs and machine guns and wow. it, was, it was like we were like a bunch of kids. I was seventeen. I was like, holy moly, this is like. You know, some, some real shit right something now. Out of yeah. Hollywood or something. But we got, yeah. We instantly, though, we got, we got in a lot of trouble because our visas weren't right. I think it was a way for them to extort money out of us. Yeah. So anyway, we, we, it was a real learning thing. But I was like 17, so I was exposed to, right, uh, some interesting cultures, you know. And, right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, I, I, 
learned to love to travel because of that. I, yeah. I, I'm glad I got to go to those exotic places. Well, Poland doesn't sound so exotic, but it was then. And it, yeah, of course. I mean, even, in, in 1970, I think it was three, um, they were still using like uh, coal driven steam engines on the railway. Mm. And they had really, you know, it was really low tech. The farmers out in the field doing things by hand. And it was really, um, it was poor. Like a poor community. People driving horses and carts on the road. Like super old school. Like, it's like going yeah. back in time. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, I, I was at this train station. We'd been traveling all night and we, and they were, and this train station was all dark and dreary, and they were burning coal in these open air kind of burn right in, right in the train station. And oh, just just for just for heat, for but, heat, yeah. But the whole place is all black inside. So were the you know everything was black. We my friend goes, hey, I didn't know there were any black Negroes here in <laughs> Poland. And I pointed this guy, and I looked over, and dude was not uh, African. Yeah, he was just a coal shoveler. Just he was covered totally in, covered black, in, covered in soot. And you could see his eyes. That, oh, everything was black. It was like, oh, man. Dude, that was 1973. So they've come a long way. Yeah. That country was really, really poor. You couldn't, once you exchange money, you had to exchange a certain amount of money. If you're from the West, they forced you to yeah. spend money there, right? And right. you couldn't exchange it back. So yeah. they had this, this money called Zlotties, and it wasn't worth a crap. Okay. Um, like so, yeah. The the exchange rate was nothing. Anyway, like, so I was real hesitant to exchange money. Then I got to the, we we stayed at a socialist sports camp where all the elite athletes lived and yeah. trained and stuff. And then I found that my money was worth four times the exchange rate. So I was like, oh wow, you know. I was like, but I was kind of naive because I went out and I exchanged money. And I said, okay, now I'm going to go buy some really cool shit. Yeah. I got four times the amount of money. But the the realization was there was nothing to buy. Although you needed hard currency to buy anything worth anything, right? You know, I said, yeah. "I'm going to buy a new Adidas sweatsuit." No, I wasn't. No. <laughs> I ain't buy shit. <laughs> no, but what we found out was we went into the, the the town that was next to the sports camp and started looking around, and we ended up buying like um, glassware and textiles and stuff that was really worth, you know, handmade stuff. That okay, it was worth taking back. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. And uh, so it was actually. Interesting, but uh, that was another kind of eye opening. Yeah, I have a um, a friend of mine went to Poland and uh, on a trip, and then got got me a a hand carved chess set. It's like really small, mm-hmm. but it's beautiful, beautiful fucking yeah work we, that they've yeah, done. Yeah, so you know, we made out. We we were able to buy some really nice handmade things. Yeah, blankets, really nice wool blankets, really stuff, and, yeah. and glassware. There is just crazy awesome. Yeah, so that was kind of the. We were thinking we we're gonna walk away with new, you know, you knew, Western goods. New, yeah, but, but there was, real gear. There wasn't any anything in the stores. That's what we're looking at. These are the clothes they wear. You know, this yeah. is really gross. You know, it's like yeah. shoes are made out of like cardboard. You know, sure, yeah, like <laughs> fucking going for the real deal. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are. <laughs> yeah. You know those those cars over there in East East Germany, the turbos. They were made out of cardboard. Their body really? panels were a certain type of infused polymer-infused cardboard. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Get a wind resistant on that, right? When the Get wall blown when over, the, when the wall came down, and they, you know, the East Germans started to immigrate, yeah. it was a real a danger because these turbos only go like. Pfft, 55 miles an hour, and <laughs> yeah. you got these Mercedes passes on, on, yeah, going on the, like on the 200. Fucking, yeah, on the, uh, on the Autobahn. On the Autobahn. No, there were yeah. several 
finally had to ban these things from you know even oh i can imagine they were like a cheap little two cycle engine they could barely they were it's yeah. just the cheapest car just, ever. yeah cheapest car ever to buy like <laughs> they still have them they keep them in museums now of course mm. <laughs> yeah now it's historic and legendary but it's like who the fuck thought that was a good idea to keep going you know what i mean they work they were transportation yeah I mean, yeah, everything's transportation until you're like, let's do something better. <laughs> let's not die or get, you know, the well, wind to blow us off the road. Well, I was, uh, I've traveled Germany a number of times, and um, I have a friend that lives in uh, Baden-Baden, which is a really nice resort town on the Rhine. Okay. And uh, he was visiting him once. He's a interesting guy, music promoter and a variety of other things he does, but... He wanted me to go over to the the east because the wall just come down. He had friends over there, and he says, "Hey, just one night we were just take my car. He had the big Audi A8, you know. Yeah, let's just drive over. There. Like, okay, you know, right, you're yeah, driving. Sure, I'm, right, fine. So we're driving down the road at night. And this is after I don't know what what year it was, but it was just after the wall came down, and we were on the autobahn, and we just passed the frontier. All of a sudden, the roads just deteriorated." And it had been raining, and we hit a big water patch, oh, and the, the car hydroplaned. I remember I was, like, asleep. I woke up, and I looked out, and I, um, we were going down the road sideways. Oh, shit. I was just waiting for the car to just start flipping, you know? Yeah. But it didn't, and uh, it was, like, good German engineering and came back. Just got a big game. Oh, Jesus Christ. But the roads, That'd be fucking they, scary. you know, they, the the West Germans weren't used to driving on shitty roads, and yeah, well, he learned pretty quickly. He couldn't go the same speed, right? Yeah, damn. That's awesome though. You got to to, to was the, was it on the autobahn that you got to drive, or was it? Yeah, well, it was one of the autobahns. Okay, then, then yeah, we, yeah. Then, yeah. Once we got to the east, then we went to visit this uh, friend of his that ran a hotel. They, the money from the West was going into the East. People were buying up properties and renovating, and, and a lot of uh, uh, industrial, you know, uh, in, they're, they're investing, and a lot of growth taking place at that time. Right, yeah. Still, I think, probably. Um, but uh, this little hotel um, was really cool. It had been a former kind of socialist meeting house or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. <laughs> But That's before awesome. that, it was something, you know, a rich person's villa or something. Right. You know, the it's, communists took it over yeah. and that kind of thing. You know? Yeah, exactly. So who knows what. Uh, but I remember went there. We met with these people. Then we went out to, like, a disco. And it was it was Berenberg, this town, which is... Still a, in the 70s? Maybe no, 80s? 80s. 80s. Uh, yeah, I don't know when the, the... I can't remember when the wall came down, but... Probably 80... One or two? But right after that. Right after that. Yeah. Okay. So it was, we went into this this uh, disco, and uh, they were playing, you know, modern Western music and stuff. But the people weren't dancing the same way. They were like very uh, reserved, very conservative. They weren't like doing anything demonstrative. You know what I mean? They weren't like yeah, a, a bringing attention to themselves. It was kind of like you could t- you could feel the 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 the. the uh, when they were communists, you know, people were like watched all the time. You know, they you ever, were. You ever see that John Travolta movie with uh, where he goes to Russia? Mm, I'm not sure enough. All right, it was. It kind of reminded me of that kind of thing, but it was like back in the '80s too, where he goes to Russia and like, you kind of like, you know, the people that are just really awkward. Yeah, you know, they, well, but it's a fake town too. I think in, uh-huh. in this movie, but like, 
but everybody would seem to be really awkward and not know how to do things right. And they're just yeah. kind of learning like to do like, you know, well, what, whatever they see. So, well, you could tell people didn't necessarily want to bring attention to themselves. You know, they were very, very reserved. <laughs> yeah. you're like, don't look at me. Like, yeah, like I'm already, I'm, and I'm like, up now. I'm Dan's out there. Yeah, you're b- out there fucking. And move, you're John man. Travolta style. Yeah, right there, and in fact, yeah. I was picking up on this girl. She's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. this guy. you got the moves, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. I'm the only man. one that's got the moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty interesting. I'm sure they loosened up after. Oh, after they, I'm a while. sure they've had to. But yeah. you know the Stasi. I think it was the East Germans. They kept they kept tabs on so many people. Like I think like one in four people were informers or something. Really? Oops. Damn. I just touched that in my foot. That's okay. If you did, as long as you didn't knock anything out, it's all good. Then I, like, I can't hear anything. No, you're fine. Oh, you can't hear? No. Uh, just check your. Uh, you can pull your mic up there and just kind of fiddle with that. Yeah, yeah. just kind of fuck around. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah, just hold on to that little end piece just in case it, yeah. If it fucks up, just jiggle it a little bit, maybe pull it in and out. Yeah, so when I traveled to Poland, it was still communist. And the, the communist uh, countries were, di- uh, they were dominant in the Knisport. Really? The, yeah, the East Germans, the Russians, the Hungarians, all the they would they would just trounce us. Would is are the are the boats and everything like all the same? All the same. Yeah, they just had a program. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they, so, they yeah, had like yeah. and they, they uh, heritage too. They'd been doing that canoe sport for years. For years, yeah, yeah. So we, but um, you know, we didn't do very well. We didn't do very well on the food. The food was just terrible. Many of the Americans got ill um but uh the russians they they were dominant and the east germans of course were um the 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 number one canoeer what they call c1 he he was east german he won the gold medal in c1 so we were having this party it was kind of a you know award ceremony you know celebratory kind of thing celebrating and so i saw this guy and i went up to him and i said you know hey congratulations you know i shook his hand he spoke really good english you know that's cool yeah and uh, was a plus so i'm you know we're both like 17 right yeah yeah and i'm like i'm checking out the babes and stuff right and he's like starts espousing the benefits of the socialist system and how, <laughs> how socialism is like superior to you know i'm like what the that's, and you're like, did you, dr- no, I'm like, let's drink and chase the women. What you I'm th- like, did you see that girl's ass? Over yeah, there? that's where I'm and at. And he's like, yeah. well, you know, I'm in the social politics and you know economics. He was he was super programmed, but the thing is, he's, he's got to he's got to toe the party line because in his position, you know, he's. I mean, I mean they're probably listening to what him. What kind of party was it? Like just. Was it like I mean, if you're, if you're a, a, a award a, a, ceremony a, a, kind of thing with like beer, drinks, yeah, yeah. So, but people were getting, da- we were playing music, dancing. This, is, this was after the award, official awards, yeah. So we were partying, so yeah, partying, yeah. Dan- dancing, all kinds of fuck, getting, yeah, lit. yeah. The Russian right. guys are getting fucking. really drunk, yeah, and, yeah. And one guy, I never saw this before. I never saw it, but in the movies, there was one guy who was had his arms around the other two guys. And his feet were dragging, and they were taking him out. <laughs> taking I never saw anybody. I never with, saw that. Yeah, ever. <laughs> his feet. I want to see that. Yeah, they were taking him out. His feet were dragging. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> never ever saw that. So that would yeah, be awesome. They, so the East German champion, he all he had, he's just talking about the propaganda. You know, I'm like, what, dude, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking picking up chicks here, dude. But yeah. but the thing is, is um, 
That's how he's he winning. was at uh, the top of the pyramid in a sense. Yeah. If you're an Olympic athlete in East Germany, you get the best treatment. You get the best. Well, I bet you get the trainers, the everything you need. Yeah, everything you need. You get to live in the best apartments. You yeah. travel. Uh, you can't really <laughs> travel is <laughs> if they trust you. Yeah, yeah. Travel <laughs> is tough on anybody, even if you're somebody. I'm guessing, but you uh, know. Well, I remember when I was uh, racing, there was a, a a Russian that was world champion at the time, and he was this big, impressive dude, and he had all these helpers. He would have people around him that would like Just picking up shit and yeah, stuff, putting like, his boat in the water. And, oh. and then I was reading a story about him. And he actually had a, a psychologist, one on one, that would walk around with them and just. You like, know. Do you think I should do that? Was that a bad move? <laughs> he would <Fuck>. like. <laughs> he would like you know, tell this guy how great he was. You know, twenty four seven. You know, like, you're so good, man. Yeah, you beat anybody. Constant, Don't you dare yeah. listen to them. Well, think about that. What if you had somebody walk Dude, around with you all awesome. the time, just telling you that you know just, how great you are? Yeah, blowing smoke up your ass. Now he was great. It was great, but, but still blowing more smoke <laughs> up your ass than you need fucking more smoke. Be like, dude, was that, was that the right move? Fucking A, right? That was the right move. You're the man. You're the man. Don't let you down. You're the man. Beating people's ass left and right. But That's the, why you're the champion. But the Russians, they really, they, and the East Germans especially, because they were a small country, Yeah, they really valued their Olympic athletes because they made a statement. They proved that uh, socialism was, you know, worked. And, yeah. Uh, so they would put a lot of money into individual athletes, whereas they could hardly field a, a large team. You know what I mean? Like a, a hockey team. East German hockey was never what Western hockey. Yeah. But they had the sports medicine. They had a lot of the you know drugs. Oh, yeah. They did, the, they did a lot of intensive, uh, you know, doping. Oh, that was the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, was so for the training was it what, what was the training like for any of those like rowing like the canoeing like i mean what like sun up sun down briefly you know what, what was oh, like the, like like a world class yeah kind of like at, at that level like what what's well the i know training? because my brother was an olympian so yeah, exactly. I, saw, I saw what he had to, to do did the, you go the, to his stuff did, like his like championship uh, I went to the Olympics in in '84 uh, when he competed. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, did he win that one? No, no, or, he he never medaled. Medaled, but he was in the finals there. Yeah, that's still fucking he awesome. Did, yeah, oh yeah, he did well. Um, yeah, that's great. He was a, a national champ for five years straight. Um, he was the best canoeer in the U.S. You know, for a long time. Of all, it, yeah, for five years, for, he he that's won, solid. He won, won the, the nationals five years straight. So that's pretty dominant cool. during his his time. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty hard, especially um, when he did it. You know, this was the early '80s. Um, you know, the, they had this these weird rules about being amateur and so forth. And uh, but he had a company that he worked for that gave him a lot of time off, and um, you know, gave him like vacation, like a hundred days paid vacation during the Olympic year to train. That's pretty awesome as a company. But that's what you kind of have to do. You, or you, you can't be or, an amateur in yeah, almost but, any of the sports. You have to be pro- full-time professional. So you have to train all the time. Well, you have to. And, and if, you, if if the job that you have is not providing the things you need, you've got to get a new job or you've got to be poor, right? Well, when I was in Poland at these sports camps, they had professional athletes there. Like Their, their national soccer team was there. And they would they'd be in the Army. They'd give them a job you know, back then. 
Yeah. They had different rules. The Olympics had different rules about amateur and professionalism. Now it's like it really comes down to the individual sports. You know, the sport federations, they decide. Right. But, you know, Olympics has professional sport. And, and yeah. it makes sense because you have to work at that level. Definitely you have to be at that level. Yeah. You but have to I, be. And that's with but everything. I, but I was on the national team a couple of times. So I trained with the national team. Yeah. And so basically – you can only train so much. You have to work up to it, right? But yeah, you know, I remember you know, we'd get up in the morning and some, we'd do running work. We'd run, we'd run, doing a lot of ru- lot, yeah. a lot of endurance, like so, a lot of like, uh, you and know. Then, and then we'd get in a boat, we'd do a workout, and then we'd rest and uh, eat something, and then um, and then do another workout before lunch, and then usually in the afternoon try to get a nap in, and then get a third workout in. Uh, Damn. So working out and, and, three times a day. Yeah, yeah. And then when you're training, like we were training on the on the water with each other, so it was constantly we were racing each other. It was right. Like, you're trying to beat. You yeah, know, you, like, you, know, you couldn't beat. let Joe get ahead of you. Right. right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. This little think, guy sucks. Fuck no, you. You're you always yeah. got constant competition. So right. I just remember just going on and on, very arduous. Right. Yeah. And I remember just. And looking forward to the afternoon after the second workout, being able to just go to sleep to forget the situation I was in. Oh, geez. Just escape the, the, the yeah. physical discomfort and mental anguish, you know what I mean? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, that's that had to be a really strong, crazy training every day. That's how you it's, get better. No, definitely. Well, you, you get better by training with somebody that's slightly better than you. You don't have to train. Yes, agreed. You don't necessarily have to train in an environment that's, you know, like that. Everybody was there, you know, that you, you have to compete with. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so um, I, I, I'm from Indiana, and when I was growing up, I was in the a junior, I was like the second best junior in the U.S., and... The first guy was from Michigan, and so I went up to his house to train with him after I got out of my freshman year uh, Indiana, yeah. and just stayed with him and his family and trained with him every day on the, the rivers and lakes there in Michigan until okay. we started going to races and we started traveling. Um, but his younger brother, which was like several years younger, maybe th- not several, three years younger, so we were like 16, 17, he was like 13 or something he was quite small he had like club feet okay yeah and he wasn't really very good yeah he couldn't keep up with this and stuff but he never quit he, that's a good th- i mean that's so, the, the biggest thing about that right so maybe we'd we'd be doing interval training or be calling out the you know yeah on off kind of things and i look back this guy'd be like way back there but way. he would never stop He'd be like, he'd, I finished at least well, right you'd see him he'd, he's working his ass off yeah, but he's yeah. like way back in our wakes and you know it's like and I said, this guy's got some willpower. And he had these club feet. And he, he went out for the cross-country team. He was always last. And I was like, dude, man, why do you even do that? You know, I could you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, later in life, he, he actually uh, became a lot better. And, 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 he just and, kept getting and, uh, better and better. And he won the world championships. And then he went on and won two gold medals in Seoul. That's awesome. Yeah. The guy was is probably the best kind of competitor that United States has ever produced. So he's got the he's got the heart fucking to to, to go on. But and, he's and he also not give up. He, yeah, he his willpower was just un, unbelievable. Yeah. The way he would and but he was also pretty smart. He's a, a he graduated in 
mechanical engineering from Michigan, uh, Kuma Samlade. Yeah. And really smart dude. And he builds racing boats and stuff like that. That's but, awesome. But he always say he trained smart and hard. Right, yeah. So, uh, no, but uh, I, I, when I was up there training with him, I go, this guy... You know, he's got the willpower. Yeah, you dude, know. you're a little behind. But, never you know, quit. But never quit. quit. Just, just, just grind, grind, that, grind. That shows you what fucking what hard work you can do, dude. Pays off. All right, we're switching beers, so we're doing uh, real quick. We are doing the drive through red, uh, dry hopped red ale, seven point two, uh, forty two IBUs, and this is brewed and bottled by Joseph Bra Brewing Company. And I believe that's in San Jose. Yeah, San, yeah. San Jose. You, you don't know the story there? No, do you? Yeah. Oh, dude, tell it's me the story. It's a cover for uh, uh, Gordon. There's Dan Gordon. <laughs> oh, for Dan Gordon. He contract brews for... Uh, did you get this at... Uh, I just you... got this at Trader Joe's, yeah. this one. Yeah, okay, so that's it. The Trader yeah. Joe's has contract brewed. Um, this was the only one I bought there. Well, I he's, like, I he's been doing beer. it for years. Really? Under the radar. But people do know that. I mean, well, yeah, you can if find you're in out. the industry. But I, you know, no, it's a, <laughs> but I don't know too much about Gordon Biersch of like some of that stuff. It's like I don't know who's... Oh, I could give you the history of Gordon Biersch if you like. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, back in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, 83, 84. I don't know. I don't have... I don't keep dates in my head. <sighs> Who gives a shit? But I Somewhere remember I used to go to this place... Um, the Bijou Theater, and it was a nice little art house, and they had different movies there. They, some guys uh, used to run art movies all the time. It was, it was pretty great, but then they closed. It was like, oh, really? Then they said, oh, there's going to be a brewery here. I go, okay, all <laughs> that <right>. sounds good. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that might be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, I don't know. <laughs> so I started finding out more about. It. I kept walking by, and I. See him working in there, and they're bringing into tanks, and you know they're doing all this stuff. I'm going yeah. great. We're, then I found out that hey, there's this guy uh, Dan Gordon, local dude that went over to you know Germany and learned how to brew, and yeah. he's going to start this place along with this guy Dean Bearish. And so I was there like the the night they opened. It was like a soft opening. They didn't tell anybody. Right. So I met Dan Gordon and Dean Bearish. All right. And Dan's this big jovial kind of guy, and he actually went to. Uh, UC Berkeley, and, okay. and got his undergraduate in chemistry and microbiology, something like that. But then he went to work for Anheuser Busch out in Fairfield. Was an apprentice brewer for I don't know how long. But then he applied and got accepted at the Munich Technical School of Brewing. And when he graduated, he was the was the, the second American ever. So. Uh, it's a five-year doctorate. Yeah. So when he graduated, he was like the second American ever to do it. So what? So after he did that, he bought some defunct brewery, you know, the parts and stuff for yeah. doing the Lauderton and all these different components that you know you could brew beer with. And he shipped them to the U.S. and he set it up there at the old Bijou Theater. They had the, the high ceilings in a lot. Yeah, so you had, you had the space yeah. for sure. Like yeah. you had everything going. So he learned how to brew beer according to the German way. The, and he decided to brew very, um, you know, very restrictively. He brewed according to the German purity law, the, the Reinheitke boats. Yeah. So, you know, he, he did all lagers usually in the. Yeah. And. Uh, lagers and pilsners and, you know. Yeah. And uh, he was very true to the. 
yeah, true to the, true to the formula yeah. to the to the mm-hmm. actual tradition of that. Yeah, Germans used to show up there all the time. I was a regular. Yeah, you know, and 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 uh, yeah, he he got great praise. And of course, he went on and they opened up like nine restaurants throughout the U.S. Honolulu, Anchorage, different places like that. Yeah, and then they uh, Dean Beerson him sold out. They sold out to the large corporation. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was. Um, Rock bottom, rock bottom. Is that like a Heineken? No, it's just this, another uh, brewing company that had microbrewers around the U.S. and they got yeah. big. I don't know a lot of their history, but I know that when they sold out, Dan Gordon retained the right to brew and bottle. Okay, under the Gordon Beer's name. Under the name, yeah, yeah. And he took his proceeds, some of the proceeds, and he and he built the state of the art brewing facility in San Jose. So it's really nice. I don't know if you've been down I there. Have, no, I haven't been you to should, that. You should check it out. I definitely got to go down. Oh, he he! It's just uh, it's really impressive. Yeah, it's so much stainless steel in there, oh, man. Dude. It makes your teeth hurt. Oh, dude, exactly. He yeah. So he he threw down a bunch of money and it's got state of the art brewing. So he's you know he's got capacity. Yeah, definitely. So he you know he's uh, he's brewing contract brewing. So he does for Trader Joe's. So you can get, yeah, and I think he brews according to the, you know the purity law. So you can, a lot of these beers that you're getting, you know, are really from you know, whether you you, you know not labeled as it or not, it's right. high quality. So is so is so is drive through red. Well, what the name? What's the name of the brewery? Oh, so is Joseph Bra Brewing Company? Is that a third party through Gordon Beers? Then is that what that well, is? I guess now thinking about it, that could be. Trader Joe's just kind of name, and then they get anybody to brew it. But if it's brewed in San Jose, there's only so many brewing companies that bottle in San oh, Jose. Oh no, totally. If I mean, you're a, it, if you get it at Trader Joe's, that's probably the number one yeah, spot you're uh, getting it at. Chances are, Dan Gordon, you know, had yeah. his hands in this. Okay, I, you know, now now whether it's you know a lager or an ale or it's an ale. Okay, so yeah, but it's a seven point. Two. Well, I know when he uh, when Dan was brewing at uh, the Palo Alto facility, and he decided to do a um, hefeweizen, and I guess the, the the yeasts are like really different. Yeah. So so he did yeah, the one. Yeast is definitely different. He, on he that did one. one. He he brought in the glassware. It was really great. It was a. Yeah. The, but then the yeast contaminated like the next couple of batches of the uh, lager. Yeah, I remember him throwing out huge amounts of beer. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a learning experience. That and that brewery was small, and, and I think they still brew there. But it's so small that you people had to get inside of the 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 vessels and like wash them down. It's very labor intensive. Oh, and okay. So yeah. So the volume you could produce there was like not great. So it's like so, not like nationally, but like locally throughout they, the state. I, I hope they still are brewing there. They, they, yeah. they still have the brewing capability. Yeah. Uh, but it, but compared to like other facilities, it's very labor intensive. Labor intensive. Yeah. Lo- lots of workers. Definitely. Well, just the cleaning and just having to go in and do everything by hand and scrub things down. Takes t- it's a well, get- ster- sterilization in beer is a big deal. So yeah, yeah. And being at that magnitude of the vessel, mm-hmm. I mean, if you really got to get in there and you got to sanitize and everything needs to be tip top before. 
Well, that's it, probably the hallmark of a good movie. They know how to do that. Exactly. And if and I don't know how to do that like uh uh bit like big like that. I know how to do that small like where you stare you get a well, you get some sanitizer, you rinse some shit down. You know, when you hold, well, there's different sanitizers, and, and well, they have, and yeah. they have flavor. You're, just, uh, you're spraying that shit down. You know what I mean? It's like spray sanitizer. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, even though I've had some experience in, in um, I worked for S.C. Johnson, and, and we looked at different. I was in R and D. We we studied different ways of, you know, combating uh, microbes and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but. Uh, I think in in the in the food industry, you can't use the most caustic chemicals because they're the residuals, you know. Right. So they end up using you know bromide and ozone and those kind of things and limited yeah. amounts of chlorine. Um, but bromide uses a lot of things. Uh, I would smell that when I was in their brewery. Mm. Like, uh, but I got to tell you a story about um, brewing. I don't know when it was. The yeah, you can keep talking. Yeah, the uh, there was down in Mountain View at one of these malls, a, a small company formed. It was a it was brew your own beer. I can't remember the name of it now, but they had what you do. You go in there, and you would brew beer, in in a in a little kettle, yeah. like a like a I don't know how you even big. It was a few gallons. It was copper, and you would. Choose different ingredients, and and you know they had uh, the warp, and then and you went through the whole process. And it was kind of an educational thing. You learned how to make beer, yeah. and at the end, after the beer fermented, you then got to bottle it, and you could provide them with a graphic, and they'd make labels, and you'd make your own. You could walk so you could away. make your own label. Yeah, walk you, away you with could your own bottle. Walk away beer. with a couple of uh, cases of beer. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, in 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 in, in concept, it was great. Yeah, but when I actually did it. In practice, they uh, they couldn't they couldn't maintain the uh, cleanliness, and I actually uh. I actually brewed three times, and each time it went sour or something something got into my fermentation you know uh, vessel and ruined the beer. So, and then the yeah. company went out of business because they could not maintain the cleanliness. Now, now I don't know what, why you know it was kind of a complex situation. You had all these you know. Piping and all these vessels, and of course, you had all these people coming in with dirty hands, right? Yeah, <laughs> just fucking tossing shit into wherever the fuck they want. Balls when they're making, yeah. yeah well. <laughs> You're like, dude, you need to wash your hands first, man. This is a station right there. It can be good if it's supervised well, but if it's not, it could have happened, fucked. but they didn't, and it and it was yeah. unfortunate that it failed. Uh, Bummer, because that's kind of cool. I like yeah. the concept. It's kind of like you ever see that Seinfeld was like, you make your own pizza, you know that 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 Kramer thing, and he's like, yeah. Hey, Bringing customers in to make their own pizza, they like throw shit together. I missed that episode, but yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. But but same kind of concept, right? You'd like do your own thing, walk away with the product. Still, the idea is great, but yeah, the, the, great. Pra- the, the challenge would be the, the cleanliness. And the uh, challenge is the san yeah. the sanitation is really hard for that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, when I, I like I mentioned earlier, I, I worked for S.C. Johnson, which, and which is a, a big uh, household products company. Okay. You know, they have big brands like Windex, Fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah. You know, they have cleaning. They have uh, scents, you know. Glade. Yeah, like, a, like, a, like you know. They own uh, Febreze and shit, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what their competitor. But, yeah, yeah same, but same, something like that. Same market, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, kind of home stuff. And uh, 
So I was doing some stuff in cleaning. I was doing R&D, coming up with new products and so forth, looking at new ways of sanitizing. And uh, they, they, they allowed me to go to, to Japan a couple of times to do research, to study how the Japanese you know, maintain high levels of cleanliness because they're really good because at it. Because Japanese is awesome. Yeah. Anything they... out of Japan is great with hygiene. Like, mm-hmm. like I installed a bidet in my toilet Yeah, because I went to Japan. Yeah. And they have bidets everywhere at every hotel. And you're like, fuck, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when I was over there on business for S.C. Johnson, I actually went to Toto's headquarters. Okay. And showroom in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. And I remember getting off the elevator and, I, and I'm looking around, and here's this sales guy that starts, he's walking down the aisle, and all these toilets start flipping up in sequence because <laughs> they sense his movement. So they're like, they had like, that's awesome. So then, you know, I was there and I had to take a crap, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't plan it or anything. Well, no, I mean, just So I went into the bathroom, right? Yeah. And they got the, you know, the latest test bottle in there, and it's like, you're sitting down at like a, all these instruments and, you know, it's, yeah, I don't read Japanese or anything, but they got like pretty pictures. good graphics. Pictures of everything in, J- in Japan. Yeah. Beers, what? Like beers on these, like, yeah, it's I want pretty that easy. one. Yeah, you it's just pretty, point. It's Ohio pretty. gozaimasu and point to stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how the culture runs. It's pretty awesome if you're American. Anyway. So I went in there and I did my business, right? And yeah. then, I, then I selected this option, which was like this. Spray water. Spray with the... That, the and it did a, like a figure eight on my anus. Yeah. It was yeah, like... Yeah. Zzz, yep, zzz, yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking and awesome. And then a fan came, a, a, came and dried my ass. Oh, dude. Yeah. I love Japan. Yeah. God damn, it's, it's the most... <laughs> it's the cleanliest place in the world well, to it's do a good, shit. It's a good place to go to look for clean. Yeah. You know? And actually, I was really fortunate because... Um, Japan Johnson is an established company. You know, Johnson has a, a, a you know, they, I, I don't know how big they are over there, but they sell products over there. Yeah, okay? totally. And uh, so by having the connections, they, they were, they set up all kinds of things I wouldn't have seen normally. You know, mm. I got behind the scenes kind of deal. I went into like grocery stores and got to go in to see how they keep their, their stuff, uh, like, uh, you know, like, uh, markets where they did fish markets and i got to see how how they clean and, and take care of everything yeah i even got to go into people's homes really yeah uh, private individuals private so you actually got to go into private homes to see like what kind of windex they spread the windows mop the floors wipe down the counters like yeah, things yeah. like that yeah yeah i remember we uh, <clears throat> the the you know they had contracted with a marketing research firm yeah to uh, you know, set up a few interviews. So uh-huh. we so we go in there, and you know, I had handlers. That was just me, right? Well, no, yeah, and translators got, of and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go in there, and um, and I met this lady, and she just like went through the whole deal and explained how she cleans, and you know, described everything, and you know what they do, and they had the bath. You know, we like to get to see the bathroom and yeah. how they you know bathe and. You know, everything I was explained to me in great detail. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> There's nobody gets that royal treatment. That's the greatest treatment ever. Like, just send me through your house and tell yeah, me what the fuck yeah. you do. And, like, right, and right. you get a translator and, and all that kind of right. shit. It's like, so, um, it. <clears throat> so I developed this uh, product, actually. It was a device for cleaning. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, my, one of the best places to test that product with consumers is to go Japan. to Japan. So. Yeah. The company arranged for a, a focus group. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. Japanese ladies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I had my prototype there. It yeah, was, yeah. You know, it was all. It looked like a real kind of deal, right? Yeah, yeah. It was so nicely done that it looked like it could be a product. It wasn't like some kind of. Yeah, it was just prop. It right, right. Yeah, it was a real. So, yeah, so the real deal. So, anyways, <clears throat> it was, yeah, like I don't know, five or six ladies, Japanese ladies, and yeah. they were like, oh, and they go through the thing, and then we had these two ladies who were translators. And it was like it was some tough stuff for them because there was all these ladies like yeah, you're you just know, fucking come back. You're like, and oh, in fact, tough. there were two of them. They tag team because it wore them out. Oh, so they could only they could only do it for like ten minutes until oh, they until they had like, to oh overload and then they had yeah. to like switch off, right? Yeah. So I remember this one lady. She's like translating. She goes and she goes and blah 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 blah. Because <laughs> they, they were they were like just going <laughs> just on and going like droning on. And yeah, on, it's on, like on. Jesus, really? Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> but that was some pretty royal treatment, you oh. know, to to have a simultaneous translators. Oh, dude, a seven, yeah, back and forth to switch off and on just to keep but, up with but, what's but going for me, on. Just for yeah, me, yeah, for you, just for, for me. me, just to keep up with what's going yeah. on. That's what I mean. That was some that was some money being dropped right there. Oh, you fucking ain't right. Did you do uh, Did you do any partying over there? A little bit, drinking beers, <laughs> hanging out. Not too partying, but just yeah, I, I did a little bit of partying, but you know, I didn't know anybody, so I just go out and in Japan, you, you know, you don't really. It's hard to like just run into people and yeah, just, make acquaintances and stuff. So, but I did go to this one bar in uh, Yokohama, which was actually I think owned run by Americans called uh, Gas Panic. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was pretty wild, man. It was like the place where like people in Japan go to. See crazy shit. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind, of, kind of, kind of like uh, Rapungi, right? Well, I remember that I was like down, went down on the dance floor, and there was this big old Latina tra- tra- trans girl, tranny, yeah, pulling this uh, guy, this Japanese uh, salary man, around with his necktie and shit. And, yeah, and so yeah, I'm like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So I went up to the bar, and then I'm like, there's these two pretty you know, gorgeous girls like yeah. right next to me. And like they're like, you know, we're like, you know, having some eye exchange stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, um, are they not girls? <laughs> the one was a girl for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was like, I'm like, oh, questionable. <laughs> I got all nervous, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, what are you doing? This kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I don't know. The other one, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not positive. <laughs> I need. A, I need. I need a friend. No. Yo, you know what I no, need? I, I got, I'll tell you what I need. It got real scary because it was like I was attracted to both of them. Really. Yeah. I was thinking that one probably has a penis, and I'm like, oh, but he's kind of hot. He's kind of hot. I know. I know. <laughs> you know what you need? You need the guy that, like we were talking about with the Olympian that walks around with you, that comes around and boosts you. No, man, that's a good idea. They're both good looking. You need to get in there. Nah. Get in there, fuck both of them, guy. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's what you need. You need the guy to, to well, boost your fucking confidence. Yeah. Well, that's funny, yeah. Uh, that, that's funny. That, that, uh, <laughs> I'm not, you know, uh, there's not that many times where I've been in kind of the non In that, in that, in that situation know? being like, I guess, yeah. I guess I gotta go, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that was a yeah, that's a pretty good bar. I definitely recommend that bar. <laughs> um, so, how long you were in Japan for? How many times? I uh, went twice for like ten days at a time. Twice in okay. yeah, I stayed in like really nice hotel. Had best treatment. Ate like sushi every day. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there once. I went uh, for five or six days, seven days. Um, Similar. So. When Good we were, amount of Fuji? 
Not I didn't see. That's the thing. We were uh, we were. Yeah, I was doing business. Yeah, you okay? had, yeah. You, you didn't so have I, a lot of time. I to, didn't, to, ha- to, didn't have a chance to uh, to. But I did have a good time. I enjoyed where I was. Totally. Um. But uh, the uh, funny thing was, that we used to walk. I used to walk back from the office to my hotel. And one night I was walking with my friend, and he's he. Actually, the guy was there was a guy there who had lived in Yokohama and worked at this John, Japan Johnson, and yeah. he knew a lot of folks, and he kind of was a real help to me, and he, he knew his way around, so I was always kind of hanging around with him. And so we're, he and I were walking back, and we heard this uh, country western music playing. It was live. Mm. So we go, really? So we pull in this... Like, what the fuck's here? Yeah, so we pull in, we go around, we go in this bar... And there's these Japanese guys up there with, you know, they're, you know, playing, right? Fucking rocking out. And they're yep. playing the, you know, the oldies, you know, like the real classic Some, some stuff. Johnny Cla- Cash shit. Yeah, and, like, you know, um, I can't remember some Merle exactly. Haggard. But, uh, uh, anyway, we went in there and it was, it was like an open mic kind of situation. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, okay, so my the- friend gets up there and he could speak some Japanese, so he starts like talking to these folks. Okay, and it's funny because I don't think they spoke that much English, but they had, they knew the words to these songs. At least it's it, that, some of the times it sounded how, like it. That's how every European or or any like foreign country right. does. Like they know the songs. Well, they, yeah. So they were. So he he was saying, "Oh, what about doing a song?" And uh, so that's yeah. So he got up there and he sang the song with the band, and yeah. I was like doing swing dance with the waitress. No. You know. <sighs> That's where you're. That's I like where your head's at. But 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 that you know that was so funny because that really contrasts Japan. Like that's yeah. really different. For, I mean, normally Japanese people wouldn't interact with you. Uh, exactly. You know, some, such even, a way. even still, when I went there, it was in 2010 or 11. When I went there, it was still Japanese clubs only. It was like Japanese only. And I was like, oh, okay. Imagine imagine American club only. That'd be the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know right? what that would be. Um, I don't know what that would be either. Um, anyway, but yeah, so but that's what they had. But, but, well, yeah, because they don't interact. I, I, a lot of them didn't want to interact with you, so they were well, like yeah, and Japanese I, and, only and, clubs. And I kind of understand that. Okay, yeah. So when I was there, I, I was staying at this hotel, and I went up to the concierge. He was actually American, one of the concierges, hmm. and I said, "Hey, I want to go sleep in one of those capsule hotels." The pods. Yeah. You want to be the pod guy. Yeah, that, that's, they call it yeah. Coffin Hotel. Coffin Hotel, so he goes, yeah. He goes, oh, no, they won't let you. You're Gaijin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they won't, They don't want to, you know, white guys. You're white, dude. Don't want your ass And I can understand pod. that because, you know, you're kind of like, you don't fit in, you know. Yeah. The, the, the Japanese, they really value order. Yes. And um, and if, if you don't understand the rules and the protocols, then... You create chaos. So yeah, yeah, that's one of the reasons. I mean, they're really. I think they many of them are bigoted. In my well, in my hotel, they wouldn't let me in the pool area where you could take your shirt off and stuff because I had tattoos. Because that's cultural. That's uh, the, the the what's it that. No, I I was I, I just but read, you know you know over they there said, like, people no, with tattoos are are the mafia. Yeah, but there's still. I mean. The culture's changing, but even when I went there too, there was a lot of people with like tattoos, or there was like a lot of awesome Japanese people with just like sleeve. But you know, the hotels were like very strict, though. They were just like, you know, no. If you if you went out to the pool area or whatever, you take a shirt off. It's like no uh, exposed artwork on your skin. Well, that's the yaku uh, or yaku. It's the, 
the the people in yeah. Japan that traditionally have worn tattoos are the mafia, and and so yes, you, yeah. it's a that, that represents an illegal element, right? But I'm like, so they don't want about, that. They don't want people just demonstrating want, yeah. that they're yakuza or whatever, the, right. whatever that word is. Right. I can see that. They're pretty. A lot of people are pretty bigoted. I knew a guy that married a Japanese woman, and she she was convinced that, um, you know, the medicine for Japanese was different from medicine for everybody else because they were like, <laughs> well, yeah, genetically superior or something. I don't yeah, know. You well, know. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that happens with people in, just in general, not even in a different culture. People are like, you should take Tylenol. No, take Advil. No, take Tylenol. Take, you know what I mean? It's just whatever your medicine is, your recipe in your mind, people need. People think they need to take it. So, But other cultures are like, no, it's like a very like uh, ginseng recipe with a lot of herbs, you know, a lot of broth, stuff like that. You know, everybody has their own methods of healing. They're like, you should really do this. You're like, no, you should do that. You should do this. No, you should do that. Yeah. You know, it's everybody. It's not even just culture. It's like person to person, like, really has their own opinion about healings. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of cool and, and interesting about how, like, uh, you know, just people in general, like, what they think about that kind of style of, like, herbal remedies or, like, you know, home, home remedies kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, a guy that just visited up in uh, Portland, he's suffering a, a, a bulging disc, a herniated disc. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of experienced something like that before. And well, you got, You're an athlete. You know, kind yeah, of I, I blew out my uh, C5 once and I had to get surgery. So I kind of went through the whole deal. Um, but, you know, so I went up there to visit him and he's like suffering. It's really, you know, painful. And so he's trying everything. You know, he, yeah. got, he goes through the whole thing. He like, well, first of all, he's, he's really active, and just yeah. getting to stop moving sucks. Was was one thing. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, he he was getting acupuncture, or it, he was like massage. He went to this one like hands weird kind of healer. And, yeah, you know. Then uh, and then I was like, well, what the what the orthopedic people will do is they'll give you the anti-inflammatories. Is the first. Line. Right. So he tried that, and he was like hot tubbing it and stuff, resting. Nothing worked. Okay. So finally, I just, I just heard from him. You know, it's like he's gonna get surgery. <laughs> he had an MRI. He sent me the image, and he's like, like, "I gotta do it." Yeah. Well, it was clear to me because I've already experienced right. Such you a deal. Say, yeah. You know, a herniated disc doesn't heal itself. No. It may actually shrink. You might be able to. But he tried everything he could. To, I think they're working on some stem cell research. Is the closest thing I think to like herniated discs and like without the surgery is like or they're they're trying to figure out how to do it without surgery, but like some somehow with the stem cell research or with surgery that they're like actually putting in. Well, okay. Like the, the the needle, My, like the shot, well, you know, like the sh- a, a well, shot of like well, the way they explained to me. And I actually went under the knife, so I I actually right, know right, what you, happened. Yeah, um, your disc is kind of like a jelly donut, and inside is kind of this fluid that absorbs shock and so forth, mm-hmm. and the outside is fibrous and holds that together. Okay, if you for whatever reason take a hit on that, yeah. that's what I did. I was body surfing and I slammed. Into something. Uh, it, so it, it, it bulged out. 
because you know it got so much pressure that the the insides pushed out against the the membrane mm. containing it and then that was like impinging on the nerve because that's i think that's typical yes okay now what you want to do is you want to stop that impingement you want that to recede but once it's kind of blown out it doesn't go back in by yeah. itself and yeah. you know it's not gonna so there's like limited healing methods i mean they could the doctors try to reduce inf- inflammation so that it's yeah. less impinging but you know you still have this um situation where the the tissues have been altered and they're not going to reform yeah that that's well i keep telling them i go well you know, and we tried all this stuff, and right, it didn't you tried work. all the, yeah, said, the stuff. I, is, if that's what you got to do, you that's what we got to do. And I guess there are. I, I, it's been like eighteen years since my surgery, so I don't even know what they do. But mm-hmm. um, they've got to stop that 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 impinging on the nerve. However, they do yeah. it to reduce that. So they put, a lot of times they can go in there with a needle. They actually suction all my mine out. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah, because uh, somehow I kind of several months passed since I actually did it, and, it, and I was able to like yeah gut it out and stuff. So the bone, the two vertebrae started growing together. So there's bone spurs, and there's there's yeah there's lots of the uh, scar tissue in there. So the doctor uh, he says, well, you know, you're an active guy. You did, you know, I don't want to fuse these vertebrae. I'm just gonna remove the bulging material and then leave it you know and and that was like the best thing to do yeah that makes sense yeah so i've lived with the not having a disc for several years and beat the shit out of myself (laughs) always jeez (laughs) all right well uh let's take let's take a break yeah let's do a break for round one and we'll be back for round two so uh all right so stay tuned we'll be uh we'll be back with uh with round two in just a moment That was not the song I picked. <clears throat> anyway, uh, going to do welcome to the musical part of the podcast, and I'm going to play a song by Marshall Railroad, the last band I was in. Uh, I feel this was a good one for 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 uh, Daniel's podcast. He's a traveler. Uh, he's got lots of stories about lots of shit. Um, I feel like we only, we've only tackled in, tackled them very briefly. Uh, oh, and, uh, 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 also, there's a segment in there, I think, where, little part where we're talking about the Berlin Wall. It actually came down in 89. That was a, a thing. I was like, you know, it's, we're way off. It's the way I say, 80? 80 or 81? Yeah, it was way the fuck off. But, yeah, it was in 89. And then, then uh, it was informed that David Hassett Hall. <laughs> David Hasselhoff can't hassle the Hoff was on top of the wall singing and I believe he single-handedly still thinks he brought down the wall <laughs> but uh yeah this is a Marshall Railroad song um uh, 
about traveling and acting like a fool and basically just drinking around the world and places and I was sleeping on couches and I was just, you know, not in a bad spot, but I was just searching, searching. So, uh, so yeah, here's a song about that. Uh, this song is called, uh, the a tra- <laughs> traveling fool. Don't! 
Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast for round two with my friend Daniel. Yo, yo. Hey, hey. We're having a good time drinking some beers, telling stories. I like it. <laughs> dude, it's good. It's fucking awesome so far, dude. Podcast is nothing. Podcast is so easy of just... I got some stories. I don't know how... That's what's good about interesting it. Interesting they are, but... To uh, me, everything is interesting. <laughs> I like other people. I like people just in general of like doing their own thing. And I like hearing about hearing about shit, yeah, especially if I don't do it. It's like, you know, I'm not at that level, so I don't don't don't. Well, I, everyone, you know. I think, I don't know about everyone, but a lot of people like living vicariously through others. But right? yeah, like, <laughs> vicariously through others, and I, I definitely like that for things that I probably will never do or won't do. Like I'm not <laughs> going to do any kayaking or. or uh, but uh, what I do, I, I've done kayaking, but not racing. I, you know, I've gone down rivers and lakes, and I got into it at later age, like in my twenties. You know, I didn't. You know, I, I do. I love it. I love the outdoors. I love kayaking. I love rowing. Yeah, know. being on the water. I don't know. I've just yeah. always done it, so yeah. I'm, I'm attracted to it. You know, whenever I, I see, I'm driving. I see rivers. I'm always looking. Oh, can I go down that river? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, totally. I like, like, I, I like that kind of shit. Uh, but what I do like, what you were just saying is, you know, um, I do like uh, karaoke. So you were saying you had a story. Yeah. But I will and, crack a beer first before we get right into yeah, it. Yeah, priorities. Look at that. It's uh, got a it's, car on it. You uh, know a car, right? What, what, is this, is Lamborghini? This, yeah, but what? Kutash? Yes, it's Kutash. Kutash. I just saw a Lamborghini the other day. They're Italians, man. They know how to design. Right. This is uh, uh, by the Alvarado Street Brewery. People were waiting in line for this. They came and sold out six cases at the uh, Ale Arsenal. Really? And, yeah, they, they sold the shit out of this thing immediately. Uh, but this is another double IPA, 8.1. Unfiltered? Uh, it might be a little hazy. I'm not sure if it's unfiltered, but probably. It looks hazy, yeah. I thought um, the Omnipolo was really good, that first one. It was nice. Well, okay, well... You know, it sounds popular. I hope it lives up to its uh, reputation. Cheers. Monterey. It's from Monterey. Here, we'll do that. Why would I wait in line, though? Uh, You know, that's it. People, they didn't wait in line. They they just sold out really fast. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. That is so uh, smooth and rounded. It's like, I don't know, it just filled my whole mouth up. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah, that's really tasty. It's very different from. It's pretty tasty though. That's really nice. Well, I'm not a super hoppy kind of, Yeah, so I'm not either. The, but I like. Oh, and, and being I had a double, something the other day called the. Oh, fuck, what was that beer? Um, didn't have any hops at all. It was like what? What? I, I never tasted this. Uh, wit. Oh, the Whitaker, the Wits, like Just yeah, the, the, the Belgian, yeah, the Belgian Wits. No. So the white ale, it's like a white ale. I was surprised I didn't taste any uh, any hops at all. I mean, that's yeah, bitter. It, it's very like uh, it's very dry. It was dry. My, the I, it's weedy, wheat. No, uh, I mean, not hoppy, but weedy, like kind of thing. I don't the, know. The the one I had was like really different, but it was it was different for me. Yeah, uh, but this is. This is really good. Cheers, this is Alvarado Street, Dude, man. man. Yeah. You can have me back Cheers. anytime. Yeah, keep... see that? Look at that. Fucking feeding good beers, right? All right, now I got some stories. <laughs> All right, so yeah. So karaoke. I love karaoke. I am a karaoke fan, and I didn't start doing karaoke until I was 23. Yeah. And 
people are just like, oh, I was a singer of a band in band, so okay. I sing, and I, you know, naturally I'd be, but not You'd be good at it, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, okay at it, but not not all singers like to do karaoke. There's a lot of pressure on stupid songs and shit, you know. You, yeah, well, you pick your song. Yeah, right? exactly. So I, you know, I did like the Doors, and I did like. Uh, you know the animals and stuff, and I got really good at some of those Certain old ones. good songs. Yeah, yeah, people like to hear. Yeah, and I did, I did, I did That's like part of it. Yeah, you know, picking songs that people enjoy like, hearing. Yeah, one that hear. may not he- that may not hear before or yeah. very long time. Yeah, I so, like David Bowie. I like to do. Yeah, David, David Bowie's Bowie a really good one. Do, do you sing too, though, or? Like, do you go and do karaoke, or do you just yeah, like, yeah, yeah? Oh, you okay? No, that's what I want to talk to you about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because okay, right, so, yeah, for, so for, for the, the longest time, set you know. <laughs> so maybe I don't know. The first forty years of my life, I didn't do any karaoke. I probably thought mm-hmm. it was like really silly. It kind of is because it was, and in, in, in uh, Japan, karaoke means tone deaf. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I never had any traction for karaoke. In fact, I probably thought it was stupid, right? Yeah, of course. I don't remember my attitude, but mine okay. used to be that. But stupid. okay, so I had moved to from Bay Area. I lived in Bay Area for several years, and I moved to. How long have you been living here? Since eighty one. That's fine. I was a year old. Yeah. So, but I moved back to uh, Milwaukee, you know, for a time, and I came back out here for. Uh, New Year's, uh, 1999, right? <laughs> right. We're going to party. We're going to party. Prince shit right? here, okay? yeah. So I'm like, so my wife is Filipina, right? Mm-hmm. And so she does all these Filipinas. Uh, she goes, oh, there's a party. We got to go to this party. I go, okay, fine, you know? Yeah, so we go, party. So it turns out it was like a real dud of a party, okay? <laughs> it was like at a WF, uh, UFW. VFW, yeah, hall. yeah. Hall. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and it was like this... <laughs> Old guy party kind of thing? Yeah, well, they had like this uh, room. It was like this big, uh, it's like almost like a barn. It was like a big old bunch of people in there and and and, and bunch of kids playing music, which didn't even sound great. And, and it was like, you had to get like, you had to buy like tokens, like wooden tokens to get drinks. So you had to go over to the, the bar, the real bar yeah. to get drinks, right? Yeah. So I'm like hating this whole thing, right? I mean, Filipino people are nice and everything, but this is kind of like really devoid of it. I mean, it's like the worst decor. You know, <laughs> they're playing the shittiest music. <laughs> it's, it's nothing is so fun. So I'm like, I'm, I want to get some beer. For, for an American, this is nothing is fun. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not having a, a great time. So I take my wooden nickels and I go over to the, 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 the bar, right? Yeah, yeah. And I got to get a drink or whatever. I don't know why I was drinking, but anyway, they're playing karaoke over there. And I'm yeah. like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, you know, and it sounds. You hear some songs you knew, right? No, they were playing like country and stuff. Okay. So I kind of, initially, I had a kind of disdain for it. For it, yeah. So so then I went back and I was like hanging out. I was like getting more and more bored, okay? Mm -hmm. Every time I go back over there singing, and all these people were having a fun time, and I'm like, what the fuck after like three beers into it or something (laughs) i I sign up right (laughs) what (laughs) so i said i'm gonna pick like the 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 most countryfied song i could even think of yeah so i wrote down okie from muskogee okay so then they they called me right so i got up there and i started singing i started singing real Slow and sappy, you know, just yeah, yeah. And they knew I was making fun of them, so those people were like, 
you know, they're looking at me they're like, looking with, at you like you with daggers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. on. This guy's like, you know, and, and but then I was like, all of a sudden I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. You know, so I, somewhere I, in between know. singing the song, you like <laughs> had this epiphany of like, this is <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I was like, okay, I, you know, initially I did it. It was kind of as a slight, you know what I mean? Just yeah, to yeah. like, you know, just to fucking, fuck, fuck you, I'm going to sing your shit, you yeah. know? And that's uh, <laughs> so like, well, okay. Kind of cool. Yeah. So <laughs> then I signed up again, you know? Mm. And then, then, I, then I didn't even go back to the other party. I was just in this bar. Now with you're in guys. the karaoke yeah. party. Yeah. Now, and then I'm like, uh, and, and all these guys are singing like, um, you know, really, you know, interesting songs, you know, uh, uh-huh. Eagles and stuff Eagles, like that. Eagles, yeah, John, it, Bon Jovi, you know. <laughs> at the end of the night, um, I was up there on the stage with these guys, you know, the regulars. Yeah, yeah. And they, like, put their cowboy hat on, and we were, like, harmonizing to the, <laughs> the, the Eagles. I'm All like, of a sudden, you're harmonizing to eat Desperado. Yeah. Desperado. No, it, it, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm good. I but was no, good but at it. But, but I was having a hell of a time, and we're, like, high five and shit. It was like, I said, like, this is fun. That is the karaoke dream. <laughs> to sing karaoke <laughs> is to just have a good time. Like, whether you, I didn't realize what I was missing. It, it was, I'll do it totally. It, all those people were like, "Yeah, we're in it for the fun." That's all. That's what karaoke is. Yeah, it's and, all yeah. fun. Just yeah. get up there singing shit. Yeah, no, it's not it, about being awesome. It's just about, like I said, karaoke means tone deaf in Japan. Yeah, and it mean you know they're not. It's because people can't sing. Well, it's karaoke for the people he, he, that you. Know. That's you, you mentioned one of the kind of the downsides. You have to go listen yep. to some people. Oh. <laughs> you, and you're like, it. okay, well, yeah, well, well, they're, well, they're terrible. But here's the thing. They're having a fucking good time, too. So um, there's a bar down here in Sunnyvale called Bogarts. Mm. And they got karaoke. Okay, Friday nights or something. Okay. So, so I went down there and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a few drinks. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to get you know rowdy and drink, you know, sing some, some who. So, you know, yeah, I, I wanted to have some kind of song and I think it was My Generation or something. My Generation or, yeah. Yeah, or, so I'm like uh, singing yeah. like the biggest Roger Daltrey, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm like really jumping around. And at the end of the song, I'm like, forget there's like a step off the stage. And I'm <laughs> just like, fucking go fall, over. fall down, right? <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like laying there on the <laughs> ground like, okay, what's the... And the guy, and then I thought I'd make a little joke. I said, oh, it's my heart. <laughs> I had the microphone still. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the, the owner kept telling me, you better not be faking it. And I jump up like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine, dude. I'm just and, fucking and he, around. And he like kicked me and like eight of my friends out of there. <laughs> I got that. Damn. So I got like, I got 86 out of the Bogarts for, yeah. you know, being a, too, a little too rowdy. I mm. mean, I was having a good time and. So, you know, but um, later I, I came back. I kind of, you know, yeah. took things cool. I cooled off, you know, yeah. kind of made my way back. And the guy didn't recognize me, you know. Yeah. So I uh, I uh, signed up for a, a, a Rammstein. <laughs> oh, you went German. Yeah. <laughs> Rammstein. I noticed somebody that did that song. <laughs> well, the, I think I did the uh, the Duhas. 
The two hearts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end of the night, after I did that, the guy was like high-fiving me and stuff. Oh, he didn't Jesus even Christ, remember yeah. kicking me out. Totally. <laughs> I was his favorite guy. See that? <laughs> you went from getting kicked out <laughs> to being the best of all time. <laughs> See how your world can fucking switch around in two fucking seconds? <laughs> yeah. No, that was pretty fun. I don't have any great uh, karaoke stories. I um, I think uh, for the most part, I just went and sang, and people either like was like, "Oh, that's really good," or didn't say well, anything. Well, yeah, you can, you can tell the, the people that they've had voice training or whatever. They, I mean, they, 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 yeah, they are a, a level above. Yeah, I, the I, others. I did the, um, I did a cover one time though of um. House of the Rising Sun in North Carolina and this old guy at the bar came up to me and he was like that was the best fucking version I've ever heard in my life of that song and I was like alright cool it was an old guy I was like alright thank you that's a great compliment because I'm not going to get that compliment anywhere else let me fix this damn fan oh yeah you can keep talking to I can hear you. Oh, we were going to talk about a different, uh, what were we going to talk about? Uh, oh, karaoke. Oh, traveling. Yeah, more, yeah, more traveling. Yeah. So, yeah. well, we'll set it up. So you, you, so you're a big, you're a big, um, training kind of guy, traveling kind of dude. You got, you always have a lot that you, you, you're doing the bike thing. You know, you got a lot of bikes. And you're restoring lots of stuff. But you're also traveling is like a big thing for you, right? Well, like I haven't, you're, I haven't you're, done you're... much traveling lately. You know, you just got back. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> this, this summer was the exception. Okay. This summer, it was like the but whole, before that, it was like the whole summer I was gone. Yeah, yeah. But before that, I was like pretty much stuck in Palo Alto for... You know, 10 long, years. Long time. Long yeah, time, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. I mean, I... I Palo Alto actually, gets you there Actually, sometimes. I was going to... I made a few trips to Hawaii... Okay, I, well, yeah. I'm checking it out over there, and I, I'm doing some work over there, and I'm thinking about. Moving yeah, you over went there. to you went to Hawaii, you went to Kauai, and you were you were on this expedition thing for about the environment over there, right? For the um, I worked for a nonprofit organization to yeah. do some. Um, we 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 did we did some uh, research to find out all the different types of pollutants yeah. that are affecting the coral reefs. Right, it was it was a. It was a research survey, and so I did some diving. I did some interviewing. I got to travel over did there. You do, did you do scuba diving? A lot of scuba uh-huh. diving? Yeah, I'm a certified scuba diver. Oh, dude. How fun is that? Is it fucking awesome, or is it just more? more uh, is it more? Because, I mean, you're probably a similar person to me. Is like you get anxious on random things, but or, you know, or panic attacks. But that's a – I got some stories about that. Yeah. But, um, well, the thing about Hawaii, though, is the places I've been diving have been really impacted – um, uh, environmentally, okay. you know, so I saw a lot of reefs that were dying, or you know, mm. you know. So it's it's a it's a hard thing uh, over yeah. there. In fact, it's a hard business to be involved in because, you know, I want to do, um, I want to actually devote myself to the environment. So I'm, I'm getting ready to retire I- officially here in a, a few months. That's cool, and that's going to allow me to have some freedom to do what I want to do yeah. in terms of 
if if I can, I love the environment too. I'm I'm a big environment person too. So if I could if I could help well, in any way, that'd be awesome. I, I might have mentioned some of this stuff to you, but yeah. I got hired by this, this nonprofit organization. I have a background um, in in water and wastewater treatment and mm-hmm. physics and chemistry, so I can like um, write things. I can write articles. I can do like exposés, and I can describe things in, in some technical detail yeah that's good so uh i was asked to get involved with some research and did a lot of interviewing with folks who went over actually over to, to hawaii and made yeah. several trips and i'm a diver so i was like okay what can i do that really you know uh, have make a difference um it's a tough call man because you could do you could do things locally. Yeah, like because because I I, I I used to do like cleanup stuff. Like I would take my own trash bag, and then I would like if I went to the beach. Like I say, if I was in Santa yeah. Cruz, right, mm-hmm. and I was on a certain beach that like you know it was public access, but like a lot of people just fucking were careless. Yeah, I would start throwing shit into the bag, and you know yeah. by the end of the trip, even though it's not my garbage. I would clean it up, you know, yeah. fucking haul it out of there. I would do the same thing on a hiking trip. And I was like, I'd hike with a plastic bag. I'd come down with a huge bag of fucking plastic yeah. and garbage. If we all did that, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> trash in, well, trash, trash out. Well, the problem with trash in, the, trash out. The, the challenge I have is like thinking, okay, I'm going to put this effort into things to improve the local situation. But globally, you can't really fight. The, those trends okay it's climate, hard. climate it's change hard. is is a real thing it is a real thing um oceans are becoming more acidic yep they're getting warmer yep um the thing about it is that coral reefs they they've existed for a long time and they've existed through a lots of different um changes in the environment yeah the problem now is that the uh rate at which the changes are occurring so they, it's hard for it's, a coral it's going reef, fast and faster. Hard for the yeah. coral reef to adapt. Right. So they lose like key, what they call cornerstone species, and the whole reef system like collapses. Yeah. And that's happening a lot. Okay. They talk about uh, coral bleaching. Well, coral is a real interesting thing. Um, to me, it, it's it's representative of you know how fragile the earth is. Yes. Um, but you know, it's, I, I'm I'm yet to uh, get to the point where I I uh, I want to dedicate myself t- to it because I think it might be a losing cause. I mean, there's other other things. It's like, kind of it's yeah. I want to say it's a losing cause. It's just a really hard battle to fight because you're kind well, of it's you kind can of do you everything you can army. do, and and then. The, the, the next guy's like pissing well globally throwing are, shit in your change, water yeah yeah globally you can't change that you need uh, governments to you know make the you know legislation that stops you know stops and, the pollution uh, yeah yeah stops all um, that shit from you're happening mentioning plastics and so forth this it's a big deal you know and birds um, choking and you know any of the, any of those things that like plastic is like getting into our animals and our our uh uh, you know, fish and you know all that stuff is just—it's so much, and it's hard to fucking get the government behind you. I'm guessing, like to 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 
stop well, well, okay, the waste. It's not just one government. If you look well, at yeah, uh, okay, yes, if, okay, exactly. Um, there's an organization called Five Gyres, and it's about these places out in the oceans that where yeah. trash collects. And yeah, I'm listening. And, and they and they try to, you know, characterize what these plastics are, where they come from, and you know, the biggest polluters are are, are is Asia. And, and 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 just stuff is dumped all the time uh, and and that's that's a really difficult problem to to address when you have uh, situations where um, you know the whole society they don't give a shit and they just throw things in um, yeah they don't give fucks they just do their thing and, and not care about uh the the earth or you know your neighbor or your or, you know like just tossing shit don't give fucks like it's it's well, out here in in our local highway in our local walkway right here where I see just garbage of just I'm like I get really sad and I'm just like I get really bummed when I walk and I just see garbage on top of garbage and plant like in the trees and it, well I'm just yeah, like, you know I I, I I just been in some of the wildest places around the U S and it's surprising to see trash there you know yeah it's like okay who would throw a diaper down on you know a national park you know and why what the fuck what yeah. were you thinking yeah, yeah. what was your yeah what the fuck is going on with there yeah those are those are difficult things um but i uh i like hawaii and i think hawaii represents kind of a um a line in the sand you know if we can like Protect Hawaii, protect their national ecosystem, the or the natural ecosystems there. Then that could be a precedent for uh, you know protecting other ecosystems. You yeah, know, totally. uh, um, Obama, you know, created this huge uh, new uh, uh, reserve north of Hawaii. There's this uh, uh, large area that's been set aside for protection. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, Trump and his idiocracy. Won't reverse that, but I hope not. I hope the world it, it won't. Fuck be, that. It would be There'll easy be people to, that fucking kill us. But uh, okay, Over Hawaii that. is like at the tip, of, and there's all this other stuff. But uh, uh, I, I'd like to be involved with that if it if I it could have a difference. If you could, you know, who wants to put you know effort into things that 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 don't you know. Well, so it's well. What you're saying is like it's it's a marathon rather than a race because there's a winner. When you don't see the results, you feel like you're not making a difference. But everybody that's out there doing their thing and cleaning up the earth as much as they can for people who fucking let. And, and it was, there's a good quote of, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting the quote wrong. Cause I'm gonna fuck it up. But, Paraphrase. Yeah, paraphrasing. Um, if, you know, who the fuck are you to judge or to say anything or to do anything unless you clean up your own room? So you're cleaning up your own shit before you start judging. So if your house is not clean or, you know, whatever, you don't need to fucking start judging other people for not being cleanly. And that's kind of a thing that, like, you you need to like with the earth right it's we need to clean and we're we're cleaning up other people's shit basically so 
Start with yourself. You clean up your own shit. Clean up uh, the shit around you. And it should expand after that. And don't be a litter fucking bug and throw shit out the window or, you know, throw shit on the ground. That's just not, nobody does. Like, I keep receipts in my pocket or I put garbage in my pocket or my book bag because I don't want to litter. I I was reading something about um, compliance to, like, environmental. Yeah. Not just regulations, but just practices and just, you know, um, like you talk about littering, throwing things down, um, polluting the earth. Just okay. I'm I, I I'm going to decide whether I need to. I don't know. I, buy a energy efficient refrigerator or whatever. I got to make some kind well, of decision. Well, it's, it's hard with even plastics, right? Because you your shampoo bottle is plastic, so it's like hard to get well, rid of. Whatever, like, whatever you know, decision. That you made. You say, okay, I, I want to do something for the environment. What they found was psychologically that there's a there's a, there's a large number of people that are going to do the right thing. Yes. They just regardless of what anybody else does. Yeah. They understand this is what to do. They do it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a minority. I don't know what number that is. Okay. Then there's a there's a sizable group in the middle. Yeah. That says, okay. Oh, everybody's doing this. I'm going to do it too. Okay, you know, I'm going to comply. Uh, everybody's, you know, throwing, you know, recycling, whatever. Yeah, thing. But then there's a group of people, the very other end, that says, "Fuck it, I'm not doing this shit. I'm going to mm-hmm. do whatever I want to do. You're not going to, you know, I'm all my, you know, my, my loyalty is not towards society as a whole." Toward my immediate family or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Whatever the justification is. Right. So this is, and they won't, they won't do anything. So, but then the people in the middle. Here's the here's the problem. People in the middle go, well, wait a minute. Those guys over there, they're not doing shit. So that means that what I'm doing doesn't really matter. So then they stop doing it. Yeah. So you got a whole deal with where you got. Um, you got a large group of people will comply, you know, and they'll do the right thing if everybody else is doing it. But if they perceive that other people aren't doing it, like like litter, for example, yep. if there's litter all over the place, people are going to throw shit down. Like, if there's oh, no litter. Else, well, the, that's the mentality. Somebody else did it. Why the fuck went on? Well, it? it's a it's like a diffusion of responsibility kind of thing. But the, the thing is, is you, you got to. How do you get that fringe group out there? Those those people that are really selfish. Yep. That are really not sociologically inclined. You know, that really are not altruistic at all. It, How do you get them to actually <clears throat> change their behaviors? And you, in the way you do it, this article I read mm-hmm. is you have to frame it in a way that they see it as advantageous for them personally that well, their, yeah, that their family the, is going to benefit from it and they're going to something yes and it can't be a long so run you, thing so you've got to make it you've got to make it attractive to these selfish individuals to do the right thing you've got to frame without it. being long term you have to do it short term right because a lot of people like well, if they understand that it's going to well, the benefit Earth, them exactly then they're going to do it but, because but, it, but a lot of people won't 
Well, 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 a lot of people won't do it because they don't see what what you were saying before too about like, you know, you know, doing this for a certain amount of time, and you see those other people don't not doing it, and you're like, well, fuck it, they're not doing it. Yeah, you know, like that that erodes the 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 the, the movement. You know that. Yeah, you stop. You know, so you but you that that's why it's important to get the other element, the ones that, that are basically, you know, saying fuck you to the system. Yes. To, to comply. Because if they comply, then the, that middle, that middle majority will, you know, get on board and do it, you know, so. Well, yeah, that, that, that they need, well, as a society and as people, a lot of people need rewards for nothing. You know, they need a star on the booklet. The book it, you know, I read a book let me get a star, you know, that kind of thing. Like people need rewards for things that like don't matter to them, but matters to us as a whole. So they're looking to everything as a whole. Right. And if it's not, you know, uh, getting to them as a whole, like if I'm saving the environment, it's going to have, it's going to out. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's going to save my saving kids. The environment is, is not is a low priority when you're trying to feed your family. Your family yeah. Yeah. So you know, like I'm gonna toss, we're basically talking. Um, but this is like, but this is like minuscule shit of like I can feed my family, right? Or even if I'm on welfare, but I know whether I shouldn't throw shit on the fucking ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're poor, it doesn't matter. If you're rich, it doesn't well, if matter. If you're poor, uh, you don't throw chances shit. Are you're uneducated, and, but, and uh, you under- just don't sh- throw shit on the ground. But if you don't, if you're unaware. I guess it's really hard for me to imagine. Um, you yeah, know, they, I, people did just do that, but because um, I used to be like know, that. Well, you know, um, this is kind of dated, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. You basically, depending on where you're at in that in that hierarchy, yep. you know uh, what your motivations are. What, 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 so people that are just trying to survive, they, that's not, the last thing on their mind. They, they're not, like, okay, okay, I was just in Portland, and there's a lot of homeless in Portland. There's a huge amount of people. There's in Seattle as well. Yeah, there's and, a, and people are just really. There's like got their tent set up on the corner of the street. You know, it's just, I, it just blew me away how many people and how and and these people will come in and they create a lot of mess really a nasty kind of they ah then yeah. the city has to come in and kind of like i saw this area really cordon off this whole area to clean it up and so there's this these people that the, the the lower end of the socioeconomic spectrum they're 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 just trying to live they're day to day i guess i don't know they're day to day hour yeah. to hour like they so, hour so to they're hour. not motivated to no. So they're trash in the trash can. You know, you're not going to change that. Yeah. As long as they're there at the very low end. They're not um, well yeah, that in that in that aspect, that low end mentality is going to get us nowhere and unfortunately there's so much of that it's up, upon this earth. No, I, it's it, it's that, increasing. That's what I saw in Portland. I hadn't been to Portland for a couple of years. Yeah. I'd visited sometimes before that. Okay. And it, kind of what I noticed there was just the sheer amount of trash and just how, 
how beat everything was and how fucked up. It just seemed like, Jesus, I, this place is a real, you know. Fucking shithole. Shithole. Yeah. That's what I felt. And that's a lot of, and unfortunately, that's a lot of fucking places in America that I know of because I've been, I've been traveling, I, you know, I've traveled a lot too. And I've been to places that are just like, it's fucking garbage everywhere. Garbage, 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 garbage. Well, you know, the thing is, is they, you know, they're eat. poor. They don't give fucks. Well, you know, going back in time, I mean, if we're Native American, we we weren't worried about trash because, but our trash, or the trash that Native Americans had, wasn't like it is now. It wasn't the plastics? Wasn't the things? No, that it's, wore, it was natural around. stuff. Yeah, the Native Americans were awesome, and I'm sorry that it happened because I love that the Native Americans knew, but they weren't. They weren't necess- They didn't necessarily set out to be environmental that they just were trying to live and well they were survivalists and, and, but they lived in a situation um where the, the 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 numbers weren't so huge that the you know the environment could could deal with it yeah now we've got so many people and our impacts is just the impacts are just great yeah, there's 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 so much more right now that's like, it's overwhelming to the the population really, right? So if it, and it's kind of like the cockroach, you know, it's like there's so much more that just takes over shit. And if there's more shit in the world, then it's fucking more gross. You know, it's just it keeps going. And if if you have good versus the bad, you know, it's 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 a spectrum of where can we narrow down this shit? Because people should not want to live in shit, but they do. They just fucking live in shit. Well, Look at okay, I've I've read some books on the environment, and they talk about, you know, where are we going to go from here? You know, um, what's the world going to be like? You know, and uh, one of the scenarios, and you know, the 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 world can become more impoverished. In, ter- in terms will. of the environment, and it fucking and, will, and uh, people will survive in the worst environments because they're clever and they they can figure it out. And yeah. Some some won't, some will die away. But you know, it's conceivable that you know, if, <laughs> not too distant future, the the world could be a very dystopian place. Yeah, you know, where just it's just. Uh, so many things is wrong, you know, uh, and people can uh, will survive because they can. They will they're, survive. They're they're, they're clever. And Pe- there's and, some heroin addicts who survive on anything. You know, there's some people that like live through shit that you're like, how are you alive? Yeah. Like, why are you not dead? <laughs> and that's the cockroach sin. Like Keith Richards is. No, like, that, that's, like why, Keith that's why. Keith Richards is a cockroach. He's like, well, you know, that, he's the, never going to die. Humans are. The, we've we've. We're the same. It. We're we're at the top. Of the, yeah, we're the same. We're, we're the we're the most successful invasive species ever, ever on and, this planet uh, that we know of. Yeah, and, and 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 even if the environment gets so crappy, we'll still be here. Yeah, unless exactly. something cataclysmic happens. The <laughs> UFO. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got I got a whiz. Yeah. So, so yeah, take go. I'll, I'll I'll bullshit for for a minute, so you can pee.
Um, yeah, I think uh, I'll talk into this mic alone. Um, as far as the world is is going, um, on that level, on that level, I mean, there's always going to be poor people. There's always going to be rich people. Uh, I think that there, it's a hard, it's a hard spectrum to put ourselves on as poor people and rich people and or smart people and 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 not so smart people and and the, and the fact that like things that you know that you don't know and and unfortunately the fucking fact is that the poor people outweigh the number of smart people and even if you know something it doesn't matter like it you don't you don't get exactly what you know like I'm trying. I don't know. what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that, like you, you, the the smart people and the poor people, and and poor people can be smart. It's just hard to get that funds for education. So, education is hard because it's money, right? So, to to add on to that, funding is has a lot. Like mon- money has a lot to do with. Uh, anything progressive, right? Like, if you're going to progress, money has something to do with it. And unfortunately, money is the enemy of all. Because we could make all this shit without anything. I could make guitars. I could make walls. I could make, you know, microphones. I could make things without money. We do it so there's, there's a currency. And so we do it so there's a, you know, there's a... Well, money facilitates exchange. You know, you can have a pure barter system. Yes. But totally. money like Burning is, Man or, you know, that kind of way. But, but money facilitates, you know, that kind of exchange. But unfortunately, money has taken on a life of its own. And creating so-called wealth or more money has, is a, a lot of people, you know, that's what they're focused on. Yeah. Rather than focus as much, rather than focus on creating, rather than value, well, rather than living, like being, like being, like just being, b e i n g, being, right. But rather than being, we were focusing on like because we can create all this stuff without any money. We've done it. We've we just done it. Well, money can facilitate, you know, capital. For example, you know, capital yep. is, is is something that you can use as an investment to get what you need to in order to get your environment uh, your your uh, enterprise off the ground say i need equipment or i need something you know yeah so yeah money allows you to get there uh, a pure barter system it's hard to imagine that working in a modern modern world but uh, the the thing about money is uh it it people forget why you know it's it, it ta- it becomes its own thing you know when when you have people that whose whole lives are dedicated to just manipulating funds in order to make more funds and not creating anything really of value you know what i mean yeah totally S- something tangible that can but simply you know some kind of financial instrument that derives well because it has to go towards something right like so we have to be uh so so money has to 
to gain us more than than less, right? So you know, we're we're in a situation where if you make a certain amount, like you have to, they're setting levels for you know humans of you know, and it has to be intelligence and and um, and financials. So financially and intelligently, like those things, to order to survive, sometimes in a certain place or a certain situation, you, we have to uh, make a certain amount of money, and we have to do a certain thing to achieve that goal. And it's you know, and, and I feel like there's a lot of people just in general trying to struggle just to maybe achieve like the environment or what we're talking about is like. Let's save the environment. But wait a minute, I can't even fucking make money putting shit on, on you know, to eat with. Because, right. Because I'm out there fucking trying to save the world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I guess I feel like I'm fortunate because uh, in a few months, I'll be able to officially retire. This is great. And collect. Social Security, maybe one of the last few people. <laughs> maybe on that last, set. yeah, totally on that. You know, on that last had, and I've had some, you know, yeah, pretty fucking yeah. And, and, and I've had some pretty, you know, high-paying jobs. So I've paid in money into the system, which now I get to, you know, extract. Yes, um, it's not you know a huge amount, but it's going to allow me some freedom. You know, to do some things like, you know, if I wanted to be working in the environment, I can't, I couldn't do it as a volunteer. I mean, it's hard. It's yeah. I, I just couldn't just show up hard. and I go, how am I going to live? Yeah. Well, now I can do that. I can, I can at least consider, you know, applying myself to areas where, uh, you know, you know, I would at least have some bare necessities taken care of. You yeah. Know? So, um, no, I agree. I feel, you know, fortunate about that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like you know, future generations are gonna have that. I hope that luxury. I, w- I want them to, and I, you know, that's the goal is to like. Same thing. It was we've been doing um, for probably the beginning of life is just trying to make better for the next your kid. Do you have kids? No, I have a daughter. Okay, yeah. so to make forth better for the next generation of that generation, you know, in your in your. You yeah, know. that's a tough one. Um, in fact, I remember when my wife uh, told me she was pregnant. It was like, okay, that's, uh, you know, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, because, expect, I didn't expect that, but yeah. Um, but uh, I remember thinking, you know, do I want to bring a child into this world? Is this a world that, that, that I would, I would want to live in? That is worthwhile living in. Is it is it still well, worth being a? Well, here's the thing: is is it person? Is is it not worth your experience as opposed to like how many years? How old are you? Fifty? Fifty-five? Fifty? Sixty? Oh, you're sixty, right? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. And you look great for sixty-one, dude. I, you're in good shape. You didn't do a lot Some of shit. I'm a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, you're Keith, Rich- you're Keith Richards, man. Fucking get that shit. Like, let's get the blood fucking, you know, out of me. But, so your 60 years of experience, well, I'll, I'll take here, your 40 years of experience, right? So you got 40 years of experience. 
your 40 years of experience opposed to... As an adult. As an adult. So applied to, do you want to give somebody else a life, you know, uh, to, to give that life some kind of, uh, you know, uh, some kind of life that you're not unhappy with, like... You know, finding out that music is awesome. That you know, the, yeah, you know, yeah. You, like, like what, there's, what, you know, there's what, a ton. Yeah, of shit yeah. What, to go. what, what is, what, what exists in the world that's worth living for? And there's, there's a lot of things. Always. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned art, music. Sure, there's. I mean, there, and there's, there's a lot of suffering. There's always has been. Well, and there's a lot of people. There's a lot. There's a lot of dysfunctionality, and 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 people will never achieve their goals. But there yeah. are those that that do, you know, the human experience. There's there's just so much to it. There's a lot. There's you, a lot to the human you know, experience. I used to, <laughs> I used to do this really? mountain bike ride. Should do it again. Um, I called it the agony ecstasy, because I'd get to this point and it'd get really steep, and it was like it would become like super difficult, right? Yeah. And agonizing, but then I would think to myself, um, "Is life still worth living?" Even if I just, <laughs> I can persevere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I just even in the worst situation, exactly. I still want to live. Exactly. The worst situations, I still don't want to just well, give up. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. As I find it, as 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 I get older, that. I want to live more than when I was younger and I didn't give a shit about living. Because well, I was like, what the fuck is living? Yeah, I remember. Okay. Who cares? I, was, I grew up in the, in the 70s, right? Totally. And I like, totally. like, free love and just party yeah. my ass off. Yeah. And just doing whatever. And if they can never, I don't even know if I'll live to be 30. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That was the mentality. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to live to be 30. Before I, get old. I used to listen to the Who all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My no, generation. My generation. Fucking, that's, that's no, the No, but key. your attitude changes when you get older. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, when you're living, you know, fast, you know, it's like, fuck it, man, have a good time. No, you gotta, you gotta live fast, die young or old, it doesn't matter. That's the key. Keep well, living as long as you can, but keep doing as long as you can. Well, I'm at a point where, you know, I gotta put a lot of effort into my... Uh, Physical, physical fitness. Yeah, I, 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 because if I, even okay, even if I, if if I, okay, say tomorrow. Yep. I decided I, I'm not gonna do anything. Anything. You're just gonna fucking lay there. Yeah. I still have the aches and pains and fucking you know. Yeah. So no, I got. So I, you, I have no choice. I have to yeah. fight gravity. You know what I mean? I, no, you, definitely. You, I'm, I'm out there, you know, beating myself up. All, I mean, shit, man. Well, um, well, me and my friend had this discussion. At even being like thirty, we're approaching forty now. We're you know we're getting to be our forties. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So you know, but we're discussing that we are wa- walking around pain-wise from one to ten at about a three. Get used to it, dude. Exactly. Well, that well, that, that's that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, is that we are walking around at 37 to 38, 
out of three, pain-wise. So pain level Think from, about those guys that play NFL football. Oh, dude, and just it, get it, the it, shit, oh, yeah. They, they that's another topic of all together, like the way they get their ass fucking handed to them. Like, I didn't play a lot of contact sports, but I did do a lot of... I, like, I played... Uh, well, I kayaked a lot, and I was a wrestler. You were still and, active. And, and, and my shoulders are all fucked up, and there's like a You're lot of shit. Very active. That's worn out, okay? But there's a lot of people out there that, that, that are blown out. You know, they can't fucking work because they're... No. Knees are gone or whatever. I, I, I'm lucky. I get I, an amen. I'm lucky. I can, you know. I'm still doing it. You're do, you're, you are so. You are 61. You're fucking active. You do a lot of shit. All right. I'm gonna lead into. It. Tell me the story that you thought you were having a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> at, the, at the place. Well, I I did think and, I was having a heart attack. The, the well, paramedics thought I was. The, par- the paramedics, <laughs> the paramedics that you didn't think you were, but the tell me that story, like you know, just going through that because that's so, so, that's, that's a fun story. Yeah, I so like so I, I ride bike and I got a few loops and there's one loop I do that's like about three hours. And it's a pretty serious, you know, loop and um, I go across Dumbarton and I go around the South Bay and I come back along. The, it's a fucking and, far away. How many miles? Do you know? 45, 40, 45 fucking yeah, miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it mostly flat, you know, but it's some wind, especially when you get over, you know, on the East Bay. Or, yeah. no, you come over the back up from the West Bay. You normally I go over Dumbarton and then down and back. And back. That's yeah. fucking over. So long after way. like two hours, I usually take a break and like eat a bar and have some water. A bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, like, a, a, like a fucking, yeah, like a fucking, uh, you know, a bar, a cliff bar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of that shit. Yeah. So, but I'm like, I'm feeling really good and I'm kind of racing this guy. <laughs> and I said, fuck, I'm not it's taking competitiveness in you, man. Yeah. You reckon racing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm like racing yeah. this guy. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm fucking really feeling like really good. Yeah. I said, I'm not taking no break, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of a hot day. I probably wasn't drinking enough. So, you know, I get in. I got pretty good time. It's just under three hours. Camelback or no Camelback? Um, I have a Camelback, but okay, you know, but I, low, but low, I low. yeah, I I probably didn't drink enough. Okay, yeah, that makes so, sense. Okay, so I got I got I got home. I was feeling really good, and uh, had a beer. Had a yeah, yeah. popped a beer, and had some. Uh, I don't know some, some chips or something. I don't know something like whatever. So and then I. It's it call up my friend Angelita. I go, I want to get some sushi. Yeah. So he says, yeah. She comes over and then we walk like three blocks down to the sushi restaurant. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I'm, I'm like feeling pretty good. You know, I get yeah, the like, endorphins not, yeah, going. Nothing, nothing is bad on you. No. I'm fucking I'm, feeling awesome. Yeah. So I sit down at the sushi bar and we order up some stuff. And I, I start feeling a little dizzy. And I go, oh, okay, well. Then all of a sudden, yeah. fucking come to. Yeah. And it's like this Mexican dude holding me up. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? You know, it's like, <laughs> you're like, you just blacked out. I just, I fainted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, later, Angelita said, like, I had kind of slumped over on her shoulder. And, and she thought I was like, um, like being, being, up, up to I don't know what she, she, she thought. She, she like, like, thought I, she like pushed me off. You're, you're like, and then I, uh, but then I think I had some mild, uh, um, 
what do they call that when you like uh anyway she got really concerned yeah because i wasn't you know i was like out not, of it. not yeah. responding yeah oh i had like a mild convulsion Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So I started like, and then she goes, "What the fuck?" And so then this guy comes out from the kitchen and he's like, "Hold me up, right?" That then I, I apparently I puked. Um, oh shit! In, in the meantime, so I I, ca- I come to and I'm like, I'm fucking pissed. Okay. I'm like what <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Now you're mad. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking pissed off. Like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm you know my yeah. You know I'm like and then I realize like okay, I just passed out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine, I go. Uh, I start, you know, realizing the kind of, the, and I'm like fucking sweating, man. Just fucking, Fu- just, just sweating ju- bullets, yeah, just man. Fucking done. Fucking feeling really super nauseous, just yeah. nauseous as shit. And then I hear the sirens. <laughs> like they're coming for me. That's the thing. They're coming for me. <laughs> that, don't don't that's ask. That's gonna be the worst. Fucking... No, it's like oh, I, okay. My God. So I, yeah. I remember later I said, oh, don't shit. ask. For who the get sirens get wail. <laughs> they wail yeah. for you. They wail for you, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. So anyway, yes, the sirens, yes. because the, the fire the fire station is like two blocks from the sushi bar, you know. Yeah, you know. yeah. So they, they fucking show up. The uh, firemen come in, and, they, and they're like looking at me, and they're like st- st- sticking the, the electrodes on me, and, and they're thinking... Yeah, okay. I think it's a heart attack situation. Sir, how old are you? What, what, what you know? Can you, can you, where are you from? You know, they're, they're checking me out. Yeah, right, totally. Okay. And then I'm trying to explain, you know, I probably overdid it today. <laughs> and then, then, then the paramedics come in and they fucking pull all the electrodes off that the firemen put. They put the new ones. Oh, shit. Yeah. So then they're like, okay. So then they're like, the one dude's like, he's really serious. He's like, all right, what's going on with you? You know, uh, and uh, he's quizzing me. He goes, "Where are you born? You know, where you know? Like, are you coherent? Ask, you know, can you stand? That's procedure. Can you stand up? Yeah. And, and I said, "I think so." And I stood up, and then I puked. <laughs> they by that time they'd given me like a bag because you know, yeah. So I sit down, I'm like fucking. He goes, "You're white as a ghost," and I'm like sweating. He goes. What's going on? I go, I go, and then like my heart is looking fine. My my fucking uh, heart rate is like sixty. So it's like perfect right now, right? It's like yeah. they go, on, what's like, going on? I go, I don't know. I said well, I probably overdid it today. I, I did like forty five miles, and I'm forty five miles. And and they go, okay, well, we're gonna have to transport you. I go, oh. <laughs> so trans. So they actually brought a gurney right into the sushi bar, right? Oh, they put me on the it. Then every kind of motion made me like want to throw up. Yeah. So they finally got me over to Stanford, and they got some IVs in me, and they started giving me water and stuff. I came out of it like almost immediately. Yeah. And the, like- and, the, and the doctors come in, and they're like, and the one dude's like, "Yeah, you fucking overdid it. You know, you you know, you're." They did like seven EKGs on me. Yeah, you're like. You my know, heart is like it might you know my rest heart rate is like under sixty, and I got he's not having totally. a, he's not having a cardiac event he's not having you, a stroke like he's fine it, like, he's yeah. you know and they're like joking with me at the end and finally they let me go and I walk home you know but uh, yeah that that part where they where I realize I'm incapacitated yeah that's not that's not a good thing no not at all. That's not what I remember be. banging around behind in the back of the 
the ambulance and just get <laughs> seasick as shit. You just oh, like, oh, Jesus. Please, like, please oh, don't. Oh, God. Yeah. But it was very short-lived because, like I said, I walked home from the hospital. Next day, didn't really have any, you know. Yeah. Didn't feel anything. Yeah, just kind of, Basically, um, ran out of, you know, glycogen. You ran out of mustard. Yeah. And I was somewhat dehydrated. Yeah. Was but, you, uh, didn't drink, you didn't drink enough. You had the camel back, but... Was not, oh, not your I, I thing. didn't do enough. I didn't do what you I know. should have done. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Not was... keeping on tap, chop of the what you actually, the intake of the outtake, you know, like, you know, the, the, the back, the back and forth. But when I got to the thing about the hospital was interesting, though, because um, there's all these people there that were like so worse off than me. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> yeah. in the ER. I was like, those guys with a gunshot in their face, like that guy's probably. I'm worse looking than around, and like, all these people are looking like, "Oh God, I'm, death, yeah, fucking hell, I gotta get out of here." Oh, <laughs> uh, you're like, I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Why am I here right now? These guys are fucking dying. The, 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 I'm semi dying, but not really. The only other time that I've been incapacitated, where I couldn't really do what I want to do, was I was down in uh, Mexico and went to this um, these pyramids. It was fucking hot. It was like, yeah. And again, I was probably dehydrated. Same. And I climbed up this uh, pyramid, really steep pyramid, super steep. And yeah. I got up to the top, and both my legs started cramping. You're like, oh, and I couldn't fucking get down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was stuck on this fucking pyramid. I can't, I can't even walk. Right. No, really, physically, no, 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 physically to- incapable. That's a ba- that's a bad feeling. The, mo- the mentally, yes. Physically, no. No, like my, my legs. My were, legs are not fucking working. They're not working. They, oh, they can't work. They, and uh, my friend was like, "Ah, oh, you're joking." I go, "No, no, I'm and, not and, fucking kidding. I can't do it." So Dude. I sat there and drank. Uh, well, I just drank water and eventually I recovered and got down. And that's good. Yeah, it's mean, positive. But yeah. there's limits to what your body can do for you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I think that, that <laughs> I think that me I think that might be the podcast name. Body limits. Body it's, limits. It's good to dude. know your your, your yeah. physical limits. Um, know your physical limits because your body can only withstand so fucking. No, but much. the human body is. It, it it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. But it, but it don't doesn't adapt overnight, you know. No, like, no, no. Pe- people can get used to really hot weather, yeah. but but not all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time. Or very cold weather. You know, they. They're... I'm a I'm an iceberg person. Like I grew up in the mm-hmm. north, you know, the northeast. So I'm. Well, you know, lost I, all that. <laughs> well, I did lose all that, but when it gets hot, I'm like, oh, I hate it. I hate when it's hot. Like you well, know what I mean? Like I hate it. Well, you know how it's been really hot here. Yeah, I was like, well, the dying. thing is. Once you're out in it and you do stuff, then when it's not so hot, you feel better. Oh, I feel great. Yeah, yeah I feel great. Like so today, one of my favorite sayings that's is- That's where the podcast right well, now is amazing because it's well, not fucking 105 degrees right now. Well, one of my favorite sayings is, it's, it feels so good when the pain stops. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I was back in Indiana. No, I was not, sure. uh, no, we were talking about my travels, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was back in Indiana and yeah. I, was, I was riding and-, and uh, and I was out there, you know, doing some pretty serious rides. And I remember yeah. my aunt coming over, and she goes, oh, 
why do you push yourself? What do you, you know, this is like, obviously you're like, you know, why do you do that? And I go, yeah. well, I said, it feels so good when the pain stops. <laughs> That's perfect, man. No, it's, it's, like, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's a complete, it's, it's as accurate as you can be on that fucking level of just being like, yeah, what's, what's I'm not in pain? It's fucking awesome. I feel great. I, I'm like, a, I'm a hundred, hundred percent, 110% healthy. Just <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. Not so that well. Uh so we I switched beers. You need to get fish out. Yeah. You're you're slacking. Uh I'm not saying you're sixty one or anything, but you are. Well, I can only drink <laughs> so much. <laughs> Alright. But I you know what but, do you got? What do you got? Okay, so we got uh the Drake's is the last one. What? Drake's. So we got the uh, the foraging raccoon IPA. Yeah. Foraging, yeah, foraging. Foraging, yeah, foraging raccoon, like yeah, foraging. Drakes, like Drakes Bay. Yeah, Drakes. You know Drakes, like the uh, electric tower. Electric tower is awesome. The electric tower is really good. It's probably my favorite. I'm just gonna say this. You're camping at Yosemite. Yeah. Birds are singing. A raccoon is foraging in a nearby stream. You kill it. Drop back on. last time. <laughs> it's just past sunset, and crisp breeze carries the resinous aroma of pine needles. Of pine needles. You're kicking back in your lawn chair with a grapefruit soda. You catch the familiar whiff of dankness wafting from a couple campsites overhead. You breathe deeply. You head over to fetch a beer when you realize the fucking raccoon raided the cooler. <laughs> but, <laughs> alright. He raided the cooler. And drank the beer. And I drank the beer. They could, yeah. So the raccoon drank the beer. It's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. No, uh, yeah. no they could have raided the, the cooler without drinking the beer. It just, like, yes, that's cheese, true. Cheese, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you got to finish I that one? You got to pour yourself the whole beer. a familiar whiff of dankness wafting from a couple... Familiar whiff of dankness... Dankness is the hops, like of. Uh, it's, a, it's such a weird term. Mm. All right. Well, I probably wasn't gonna finish that one. So. You don't like that one? No. Nah, well. Just chug it. Like yeah. It. It's probably like. Chug it. Really? Yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah. Just, just, just fucking knock it back. Shots. 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 I can't. You know. I can't do that. Who? Me? <laughs> You know, like, you know, that kind of, like, fucking. Alright, so, I got a story. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm up in Yosemite. Not Yosemite, I'm sorry. Up, uh, yeah, go go back a little. Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, sorry. There you go. Um, so, I'm driving across country, and I, I end up in Lake Tahoe. And yeah. I, I love Tahoe City. There's a little camp. Tahoe's awesome. There's a little campgrounds right in Taos City. You can camp right next to the lake. And I went in there. They didn't have any re- reservations. Or they didn't have any openings, right? I couldn't make a reservation. 
So they go, well, there's another campground. It's not so nice, but it's down the road like 0.7 miles or something. Ah. You can get a spot there, and it's cheaper. So I drove down there, and it was fucking cool because um, beavers had like set up a dam, and everything was flooded. And, like half the, the campsites you couldn't even – Use, you know what I mean? Because the beaver sets up a dam. Like, yeah, they, like, like oh hey, we're yeah. They set up a dam out. right next to the, the lake. Oh, it's awesome. And, and like half the campgrounds, they put up cones. They go, you know, you're trying to like, okay, can I stay here? But the, you know, everything's underwater. It's yeah. like it's like fuck, you know. So so I <laughs> so I finally, yeah, I don't need much. Yeah, I'm not even planning on you know. For sure, yeah. You're I got my I, I got my pick, I got my pickup truck, and I can I got my. Uh, hammock and i sleep right in the back right yeah so i throw this tarp over the whole thing and i'm like sleeping and i hear something in the morning you know i'm just like it's like something rustling around i go i think it's like some kind of varmint right so i'm like hitting the side of like the tarp going get the fuck out of here you know get the fuck out yeah yeah what the fuck get out of here you know you're done yeah 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 yeah. i'm I'm trying to sleep right then i hear this like my neighbor guy guy yelling something i go what the fuck fuck is he yelling so i get up there's a fucking bear oh and i go where's this is yosemite Tahoe City. Tahoe, Tahoe City. Lake Tahoe. Right Lake down Tahoe, to yeah. the fucking lake. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's all flooded and shit, and the bear's like sloshed through the water, and <laughs> the guy's going, get the fuck out of here. I'm going, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we're like ch- trying to change. Yelling at this bear. We're yelling at this bear. This bear like runs up a fucking tree. Oh, Jesus. It's like, um... No, that's not really what we wanted you to do. <laughs> You're like, no. No, come on. You went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, I, don't know, cool. I don't know where you're supposed to go, but that's not <laughs> what I thought. Yeah. It, 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 uh, you know, in my mind, you're still there. You and the beavers get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go eat a beaver. <laughs> go, eat, go eat a beaver, motherfucker. <laughs> what would y'all? We should all be eating beavers. <laughs> Yeah, let's eat all. The so I was like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I said, fine. I go, I'm not messing with this bear anymore. I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, those bears. No, they came right down into the campgrounds. I've dealt with a few bears. Uh, kind of got to show the bear who's boss. <laughs> That's the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing is to show the bear that you're louder above him, right? Like, right. Yeah. So I used to do a lot of the hiking and backpacking and stuff. I used to, you know, have a whole troop of people that would troop along behind me. Yeah. Like lead half dome hikes and stuff, right? Yeah. So one time it was like we're coming down from from uh, half dome and we're on the balconies trail, and it's this trail that just. It's a bunch of switchbacks, and yeah. it's it's coming down to the valley, and I'm kind of ahead of the group, and I I look over and there's this bear, and the bear's climbing up, and he's like cutting across the switchbacks, and he he doesn't care, and he comes up, and I'm not, so I just stop, you know, yeah, and the bear gets up to to the trail, and um, it's brown, it's light brown, but it's a black bear. Yeah. And it looks like adolescent. It's not like full grown. Right. Okay. So the bear stands up on its hind legs. And it's like five fucking seven feet tall. <laughs> and, 
and, and it's like, I, it's I got go. its like claws like like right out here in front. Yeah, and the fucking claws are like two or three inches long and yeah. it's like and it's like staring me down oh jesus christ it's like oh. looking me in the eye and i'm looking at it and i'm like and all the hair on the back of my neck just like stands up and I'm like shit Ooh. and so i'm like trying to like think about all everything i should be doing right so i put my hands up in the air and i said Hey, bear. <laughs> hey, bear. I'm trying to like, be, you know, be, be bigger than the bear. Right? <laughs> to, be, the, be the biggest fucking guy you can I'm be. To, yeah. But, and, totally. and, and the bear yeah. is like not to, like 30 feet away. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the fucking bear is like coming. It's like coming come toward on. me. Oh, and I like, what the bitch. fuck? And this guy, the next guy behind me. And he's like, he comes up and he like sees the bear and he like, freezes he becomes like totally petrified he's like nope i'm done no he just like stops he's like oh. and he doesn't move oh. and i said like, dude i go dude jump up and down dude yell throw something do something and he's like <laughs> make a noise he, he's like make a noise fear. he's petrified oh, literally and then yeah. some other people came luckily some other people came up and they we started throwing shit and that bear took off but that that bear was like really aggressive and and uh, I didn't like the way it like looked. It was like look at that. He's like I see. Th- I looking. see through your soul, motherfucker. Yeah, that bear was like I'm I want your you. I want your backpack, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got in there? I'm gonna yeah. take everything from you. Yeah. No, I I was matter. thinking that ba- that bear was trying to get me got to a new PlayStation. I'm fucking taking it. Yeah, that bear was trying to intimidate me, man. Oh, he definitely was. I knew up. You didn't give a fuck. But uh, I remember his claws, dude. It's just, his claws are just like fingers, like sticking out like that. Oh, Jesus, that's scary. That is scary, dude. Oh, fuck, I could imagine. I've been in an encounter with one bear, and it wasn't that far. It was probably about maybe twenty yards at the oh, most. Yeah. And I was like hiking up a trail in Pennsylvania, and I was like, and we got to, we were you know we smoked a bowl before we got high, and we were like, <laughs> we were like and, I was like, and all of a sudden we're like, there's a bear. Let's just chill for a minute. Stand here. Yeah. And it was like, you know, eating, yeah. looking around, like yeah. doing stupid shit as a bear would do. Yeah. And we're like, let's get the fuck out of here. So you start backing yeah, up. Yeah, so we start backing up slowly and <laughs> run down the fucking trail. <laughs> just gone. Just be out. Like, all right, let's get out of this campground. Like, done. It's, I don't know what kind It was a black bear, bad bear. I don't know what kind of bear it was. Maybe a black bear, whatever. Pennsylvania, I'm not sure exactly what bears. There were some black bears. Is Pennsylvania style? Yeah. But yeah, it was like well, you know, when, northern the, the the Poconos, like you know, area. When this bear stood up, I mean, it didn't look that big. Yeah. It, I mean, it was like crawling, but when it stood up on its fucking hind legs, and it was like seven feet tall, it was like holy fucking moly. Yes. You know, yeah. that's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that is a motherfucking bear. <laughs> fucking done. Like fuck. When it comes when it comes to that kind of shit, I'm just like, all right. I've well, had some uh, mountain lion encounters. Really? Yeah. Well, here, here in in, in the California, area too, right? Not here. Well, one time when I was riding down uh, from Foothills uh, uh, Park, there was a yeah, mountain lion that. Yeah. that that I saw and it took off. 
but I didn't really encounter it necessarily. Right. But when I was up in Shasta okay. on the Pitt River, I was doing uh, some work up there um, on a, a geothermal site. I was camping out by the river, and I'd been with some friends, and we'd been drinking some beers, and I decided to walk back to my campgrounds. And as I had a headlight on, you know, pretty bright. Yeah, headlight. I got the fucking LED. And as I, as I walk know. along the trail, I looked up, and there was these two really bright yellow uh, eyes, uh, very far apart, staring, yeah. staring back at me. I mean, it, it could only be like like one thing. Yeah. And it was a you know fucking mountain lion, you know, <sighs> yellow eyes. You know, just looking fucking. Like, but I had like this headlight, right? Yeah, so yeah. It, so it, could, have, it could, it could, it couldn't really see me or who I was yeah. or anything like that. And and then I just like backed up, you know. Damn, and I didn't run or anything, but that was pretty scary. That sound, yeah. I I've never encountered so far a mountain lion like to be. That. I didn't get that close, but close enough to know it was a mountain lion. She like fucked up. Like I know enough not to maybe be. maybe forty feet. But so pretty good. But when you see like yellow eyes that are like yeah, this far apart, you know. I I so I was I encountered a bear as I was uh, driving my motorcycle in New Jersey. I encountered a bear where my my friend was ahead of me on another motorcycle, and he like pointed at me. He like like drifted his hand back, and it was he was like, and he like. As he was riding ahead of me, he like pointed down toward his ass, like so it was like like you know like almost like a whirlwind, like a like yeah. he was like so he did like a like you know a pointed up and to the back, and then I and like as I was approaching him, I was like, and I saw a bear right next to us on the road as we were driving our motorcycles, just fucking being like, and I was like. And Holy! It was, just, it was just right there. It was just like right next to the there bike. Or was it moving? No, it was moving. It was into the bike. It was. It was next to the bike. It was just right there. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ! I didn't. I didn't know what to do. It was one of those things. Stalling. Yeah, I'll stall. I'll keep stalling. Uh, yeah, that was that was probably one of the most um, bear encounters that I've ever faced was when you know when my friend Jay we were riding directly behind it was I was like I was directly behind him and I didn't even see it because it was so close you know he was probably like maybe a car length ahead of me and our like I you know I had brand new motorcycle not not brand new motorcycles I'm gonna say I had a Kawasaki like eighty two blah 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 blah. Jay had eighty five Honda or some some shit like that. We're like, fucking let's ride motorcycles. Yeah, must be fucking rad. And he came up behind me, or, or I'm sorry, I came up behind him and he was already ahead of me about another a car length, and the the car length and I was like, oh, here comes the bear. As he like did this point, and I like as he like pointed down towards his ass, I saw the bear, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I like saw it as I drove by, like barely. It was like right on this, like not you even gunned not, it. It was like two feet next to my left. Really? Yeah, I was like, I was like, "Fuck!" There's a bear. Yeah, it was a bear. Whether it was a big bear or not, big bear. I was like, "Fucking whatever, dude." It's a bear. 
Yeah. Solid. All right. Well, do you want to leave anything? We're going to end the podcast. We've been talking for a while. A lot of good stuff. Uh, well, let me just tell the story about a moose. Sure. What's the moose story? So I was up in I, Alaska recently. I might even have a moose sound. I don't know. But go ahead. I was, uh, so my friend who's a metal sculptor who works in Portland asked me if I would help him. Nope. Is that a moose? No. Oh. Um, he won some. Oh, here we go. Commission. That's a moose. Really? Yeah, huh. that's a moose sound. Um, so my friend who's an artist won a commission to build a, a sculpture for the Anchorage Public Library. And yes. asked me if I would go so up there. So this is the story, yeah. Yeah, so Definitely. asked me if I would go up there and help him do the install because he's you not know, a handy dude and whatever. And he, he's a good pal. Anyway, yeah. so we got up there and we we're our hotel was uh, two or three miles from where we were working. So we decided to rent bikes from this. We're right in Anchorage, okay? Anchorage is kind of spread out. It's kind of sprung. Yeah. Big old streets, you know. Several <laughs> lanes long going in one direction, but then you can cut across, and there's like, uh, it's a weird place, but they have like a downtown, and then they have all these like different places you can ride around. So there's like, there's like uh, trails that go through the city that, you know, that are still natural, right? It's like creeks and stuff. Yeah. So totally. we're, we're riding along one day, and there's a fucking moose. Right in anchor, right in the city. Okay, mm. so I, I, I said, "Fuck!" Okay, I just stopped, you know, and because apparently moose can like fuck you up, you know. Uh, no, for sure they um, can. Yeah, and they're deadly. If, 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 the, the 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 cows, if they have calves, protect the calves, and they'll like stomp you. So, um, yeah. I heard some stories. So I just, I just said, "Okay, there's a moose. Stop, stop." And so the moose saw me, and the moose. Kept on munching on what it was munching on, so I said, "All right, Never she, mind. she's not concerned." And yeah, yeah. So I just took off, you know, just kept going. Yeah. So that was pretty, you know, that was all right. But the, yeah, the moose are pretty big, and they're everywhere. Yeah. And the, and they got a big bear issue up there in Anchorage. Bears come in and they just rip and tear, and then they got to kill them, you know, and people shoot them and. It's not a good solution at all. They kind of no, no, no. they can capture them and take them away. Yeah, it sometimes works. Yeah. But uh, you know, you got dudes walking around with sidearms all the time, and I, I probably would be too. Makes sense. Yeah, you, you don't want to fucking deal with the fucking no, no. bear if you're encounter. Yeah, no. You know, if, if you're if you're uh, encountering anything that like has to do with well, your life or somebody else's life, animal or not, doesn't matter. That well, they were telling, they were talking hard. to. Them, well, you should have bear spray. And when, come on, and, and, come on, really bear spray? That's what uh, all the locals are saying. You should always have bear spray. And uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> Was that hot hot sauce? Yeah, that's Shh. exactly what it is. You, and you got to make sure you get him yeah. in the right place. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, you got to get him in the the eyes. Uh, you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. But Alaska was was interesting. I, I can't say I saw a lot of Alaska, but I did get to 
you know, get the flavor of Alaska. You get a taste. Yeah. You, you like, you like, all right. That's, what I like that's... about Alaska is, um, you know, people there look out for each other. That's so, good. so, you know, say you were driving along the road and you had a flat tire, you had to everybody pull over and try to fix your tire for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you have people like, uh, they, 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 they realize they're in a, a place that you know requires uh, totally help and cooperation. So yeah, you get yeah. that feeling. So that's a nice uh, one thing nice about. And uh, yeah, I I like Alaska. Cool. I'd go back. Yeah, sounds like a great place. Yeah, I would like I would like to visit. I haven't been to Alaska. I was like, I need to go northern more on this the north. You know, the northwest side. I was like, Alaska would be probably a great place to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. My my, I, I worked most of the time. I was there, so I didn't get to see a lot. But uh, but still, in general, uh, you was there. That's you worth the be, trip. Yeah, definitely. And if I went to go again, uh, see what I'd probably try to do some kind of. You know, I'd probably go to Denali. You know, and try right. to see some of the cool. the, the real out out country and back country. Cool. All right, well, uh, let's end because we're probably about another hour in. So, okay, well, it's uh, been interesting, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Uh, anything you want to leave out into the world? You want to say anything in? Um, well, you know, it it never gets any easier, but you can't stop fucking trying. Yeah, I mean, there's the ground. Lay down and die if you don't want to fucking. If you will live. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I I prefer living. I prefer life. And I it do. does. That, now, what interests me the most about growing older is that, um, yeah, you just got to keep fighting. Some, I, I feel fortunate because, you know, um, I'm not affected by any kind of debilitating kind of. Except yeah. for my mental capability. Well, that's that's all of us. Any, 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 any mental things we got, that's what we got going on, right? Uh, no, but, but you got to fight gravity, you know. And, yeah, and that I think that's 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 something that a lot of people don't fucking realize that um, physically, you know, they, they it's just like you you got to step up. You got to fucking fight. Yeah, you can't like, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, you got to keep fighting, live the fight, and don't just lay down and die. Do what you got to do. You know. There's the ground if you want to lay down. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Give up. Give up. <laughs> give up if you want. It's not, ever, it's not fucking way to go. I'm but not going to. No, we're not going to. Cool. I got a lot I got a lot ahead of me, actually. You do. You. Yeah. I feel like you do. You're. Uh, I feel really fortunate because... You're uh, striving fucking dude and i like it that's yeah. why i like talking to you man you got a, you got like a lot going for you and you have a striving fucking mentality i've kind of a, and it reached a point where um yeah i'm all, I'm, I'm like i'm ready for the next thing yeah you know? totally and you keep going and like you said like that guy that you knew back in the day that was like you know he couldn't keep up you're the guy too you're keeping up and you're fucking holding it strong you know, you're the guys like, you know, whether who won any kind of medals or any kind of bullshit that 
It might not matter or matter. I don't know. But well, I guess I guess you know, you know you're still the guy the, okay, was in the run. Here's the thing. You're in the run. Here's the thing. Life is hard. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't even try, life yes. is hard. Yes. So you might Agreed. as well try. You might as well try, give it yeah. a shot. Yeah, because I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, push it. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you might as well give it a shot. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like why kill yourself because you're gonna live forever. Mm. If not forever, but until the time. Well, you know, I might. My dad, he's just turned ninety, and he's Damn. lost a lot of his physical abilities. He was very a big man. Physically, you could accomplish, and uh, um, to see him like fade, it's like okay, well, I guess you know we all we're fading, we're fading out, we're fading. So you know he's ninety. I go maybe I got twenty years where I could like really you know live fully and and not be limited by my age. So so at sixty one, yeah, not to be limited. Dude, but, I can kick. 61? I can kick a lot of twenty-two-year-olds' asses. Exactly. You know, that's the life to live. <laughs> that that is the. Decision. Maybe when I'm eighty, I'm not going to be able to say that. Like, but right now, I. But can right now, but <laughs> but if you still have twenty more years in you, that's a fucking good thing to say. Well, that that's what you want. You want you want uh, yeah. quality. You want you know yeah. um, to live at a, 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 a yeah a level that you can do things. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Well, hey. Well, cheers. Here, cheers, I, man. I Thanks. Little, I got a little. Uh, you got you got some well, more. That's all you, dude. You I got. Wait. I took as much. No, I. If you want, I could take some more. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Let's cheers. It turned out to be a, a bear. <laughs> yeah, definitely a bear. Cheers, Black man. Bear with brown coat. Yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for doing the podcast. I appreciate it, man. And, and well, you ch- and you check it out. I didn't get to that level. It's been fun and. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it anytime. Good. Awesome. I'll have you back anytime. Dude. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, dude. Fucking killer, dude. Awesome podcast. I love it. Hey, thanks for thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Definitely love it. Cool. Cool. All right. That's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank 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 you, Daniel, for uh, coming in and hanging out and talking. It was super cool. Um, thanks to the Rosen Crown, Palo Alto. Uh, Ale Arsenal, San Carlos, uh, Jane, Jane's Beer Store, Mountain View, and Willow Market, Menlo Park. All great be- places to go to get beer or hang out and get, you know, drinks. Um, yeah, so that was it. Uh, hope everybody had a great Labor Day. And everything's getting back into gear. School's in session, you know. Work's always in session, so it doesn't matter. Get no breaks up in here. Uh, we'll be doing, uh, I'll do another podcast, um, next, or this coming Thursday, so next week, so Thursday, I'll post it again on Friday, we'll go live Thursday night, <clears throat> give or take, maybe, you know, after five, uh, Pacific time, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing another podcast, I started another one too with my friend Darian, we're doing a movie podcast, we're working on names, um, so, uh, that'll be coming at you soon. Uh, we didn't, I didn't post any yet. we got about two shows in. We got two shows done. So, uh, just, I need to make an intro track song and come up with the, the name of the podcast so we can, uh, uh, start posting that. <clears throat> and it's all movie reviewed, 
uh, detailed talking. You know, there's some spoiler alerts uh, for movies maybe that you haven't seen, but, you know, maybe you don't even care to go to the movies anymore and you just don't give a shit and you just kind of want to hear about it and if it was that good or not. And you're like, yeah, it kind of sounds good. I might go see that. That sounds like right up my alley. Or, yeah, that sounds shitty. I don't want to fucking see that crap. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a cool movie, podca- uh, movie, movie podcast and it's like our take on, you know, the actors, the whole film itself, you know, uh, you know, it's mostly going to be newer movies uh, from now. Uh, we might do, we might jump into some older reviews uh, as the time goes on, but you know, we're working out the details right now. So, uh, and thanks all in the details as well. I want to get them the guys a shout out again. Uh, get your car clean, get that shit ready for the winter. Uh, so yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in the podcast and, uh, uh, stay for the end of the Easter egg. I don't know what's going to be yet. If you guys are uh, following the end of the, the end of the, if you actually listen to the very end of the show, uh, there's little clips of some other people that used to, you know, just taking little funny things or whatever they, that was in another conversation. So, uh, but yeah, I'm rambling on. So fucking, I should stop talking now for that. So let's get to that. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Late. Probably should. Auschwitz. That sounds like fun.